Hello everyone and welcome to the HMG Smack Attack right here on channelattitude.com. I am your host Jimmy T. That's right, you ain't seeing things. I am your host Jimmy T. While the Sinister Minister is on assignment today, he'll be back next week. The PWC is taking over the Smack Attack and my co-host, there he is per usual. And heck, I'm even on time for once, right? I mean, can you believe that shit? I mean, what's going on? It's crazy. But Chris... Welcome back to Smack Attack. And what's what's the haps, man? What's the haps, homie? Um, <clears throat> haps is happening. Um, I, uh, yeah, tonight I am playing, uh, you know, it says right here, for today's showing, I will be Jimmy T. Um, the part of Jimmy T will be played by me, Christopher Ams, because I was the one who was six minutes late today. Um, but I'm Chris Ams. You heard that right. Uh, I, I'll, I'll spell it for you just in case you've forgotten. It's A-M-B-S, like lambs with no L or bullshit first thing in the morning. Um, I'm happy to be here. I'm stoked to be talking with you guys, and uh, I'm I'm kind of hoping that the that the uh, you know the the Facebook Messenger spat that was going on this morning <laughs> continues to entertain the to, to entertain the fans instead of just me. <laughs> Don't stir the pot, Chris. Come on now. But speaking of the banter, and that's all it is. It's just banter. It is Dr. Jeff Lipman, the sinister acolyte. Apparently, he's more than that because he is. The evil doctor himself in Evil Dose. Jeff, welcome back to Smack Attack. And hey, man, I was just fucking with you earlier, dude. No hard feelings. You just, truly you know, don't just understand the OCD at all. Or you understand it too well. <laughs> hey, man, come on. I'm usually the pick of the day, so I thought, you know what? You're going to be the pick of the day this time, Jeff. I mean, you know I just mostly ignored you. I know. I know that. Don't worry. It's all good. I, I don't mind being ignored at times. But Jeff, who cares about that for now? How's things, man? And what's the haps with you? Well, you know, it's it's my game, so, you know, I think we should just start. Yeah! <laughs> well, as you can hear, the background song, I mean... <laughs> what is that? Yeah, is, is that the LA Night theme, like the extended mix? Um, It's the LA Night theme, 80s remix, as a matter of fact. Oh. And I'm also using this so we don't get flagged, you know what I mean? Just in case, because we won't get flagged for this. Obviously, because it's like a generic version, but I like this it. This is Marie. This is HMG. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> Indeed. And boys, I think we SmackDown was pretty fun, man. I'm not going to lie. I think um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. But before we do talk about it, look who it is. It is a Sinister Minister himself. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell, man? You're late. Hey, it's not me this time. <laughs> Just quietly. I don't think it's really him. He would know to capitalize how. <laughs> and uh, Rich and Rich Rocket Review um, will. My own business, maybe. <laughs> and I'm talking about Canada, Canada Spaceman, who says live in ten hours. What? During yeah. collision? What? You must. We'll be live in, for that too. You probably put on eleven or five p.m. instead of a.m. He's probably making a joke. John also I... lied in the chat just now. He said that he's boarding a Southwest flight to Florida. But really what he means is that he's boarding his, his family's private jet to Florida. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you have fun. Tell Jeeves we say hi when you land and get in the stretch. And, uh, you know, <laughs> take it easy with the Coke and, and hookers, man. It's, uh, you know, Ooh, it's a long rec weekend. Recently That's acquired from the DiBiase in a yard sale. <laughs> <laughs> we love you john and we're already missing you man it feels kind of weird hosting your show my friend but you know what man have fun 
wherever you are because More apparently Texas you're not in florida oh you do too but technically he's from new orleans as a matter of fact is he not uh yeah i think he's originally from louisiana i don't know about new orleans but uh but he lives in texas so i wear a texas shirt for him he's he's a Canadian, which really just means he's from canada let's be let's be real here he's he's a canadian <laughs> frenchman who moved down to the to the french purchase after they were kicked out of canada so yeah i mean you got to be pretty bad to get kicked out of canada do you know how fucking polite we are it's crazy <laughs> They just don't Dude let polite. you in if they don't like you. It's not about kicking you out. I thought this is this is how far into my little world I am. When you said he's Canadian, I thought you said he's Acadian. Ah, well, he <laughs> is Acadian. It's the same thing. Yeah. See, see, Acadian is actually the the term that became Cajun, and Acadia is a part of of Eastern Canada, which is exactly why they are and Canadian. And also Greece, just quietly. But, well, that, that that's that's a key, but Acadian is you know an old empire, you know, old school man, like and like, just like in Sumeria days. Well, yeah, we're going way way back, and just quality. He's from Lafayette, Louisiana, not New Orleans. Sorry, right. John, lot, my bad. A lot of people claim to be uh, Achaeans. <laughs> I'm the including true Acadian, right? Probably were. <laughs> uh oh, uh oh, I see an invasion happening in the Ams residence. Oh, oh, we do. Hey. <laughs> I, listen and listen. I'm a keying all the time. That's that. That's uh, that's so. A key is is Spanish for French or, or no? Is Spanish for here? So I'm I'm hearing all the time. Like I'm always right here. So I am a keying yeah. all the time. I think Montez Ford is about to jump on you from the top of the cage. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, we got to say hi to little Ams in the background there, just quietly. But we've also got Scott Woodford in the house. What's going on? And he says, Mr. Brantley, hello, which takes us to the <laughs> Comic King. <laughs> <laughs> it, is the, <laughs> it is the Comic Here, King up gonna, in the, listen, his house. going to do it, just lock it up properly, right? That's right. <laughs> there you go. And, and he also All says right, you'd stop. have to be a real scumbag to get kicked out of Canada, like Teddy Hart. Hold on a minute. Did he really get kicked out of Canada? I, I don't think you can kick someone out of the country you're born in, but I'm, right, I'm, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't think, I don't think so either. I, I think he actually did some time up there. I mean, right, but he's also a U.S. citizen, I believe. I don't know. I sure hope not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he is. You can have him. Jeff. We'll trade. <laughs> I mean, at oh, least boy. at least it's pretty clear he's a Florida man, and and that you know that tracks. That does track, yeah. Well, I really want to make a comic book called Florida Man and have the adventures <laughs> just be like this, like just totally like bland, like totally bland superhero. But he encounters <laughs> all of the things that you see on like Florida Man googling. You know, that would be great. They did that in, in one of the episodes of Atlanta. It was titled Florida Man, and they actually they were, kept talking about Florida Man urban legends. And at the end of the show, there's like a guy running around in a loin skin naked with like a with in a gator suit. <laughs> it was oh like, boy! It was like it was like everything wrapped in the one and they actually saw him <laughs> that's funny that's actually quite funny it was and uh, <laughs> your daughter's funny chris uh but yeah. um <laughs> she's doing the little the little chompers in the background but hey look at least uh kind of spaceman finds it cute and chris is fortunate he is he's a very lucky man i am trust me he's, i'm his a kids very are lucky great. person he is man he I'm, absolutely is i am very lucky I, to have the children i have even if they're annoying <laughs> All children are annoying. Shalom. 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, shalom to everybody's favorite Israeli. It is Aaron Ben Shlomo. Welcome to the Smack Attack, my friend. And hello. And uh, look, this this takes the cake. Right. But look, look what uh, Canada Spaceman says. Sentino Snake has caught on. <laughs> Clearly, cobra. it has. The cobra. Well, yeah, same thing. Cobra snake, snake cobra. No, it's still a snake, Jeff. He did call it the cobra, but we'll call it the snake over here. It's on the smack. I mean, otherwise, Jeff. you would, could call it the mandible claw. <laughs> <or anything. laughs> <laughs> oh no and look at todd hey, hey you, your daughter's getting all the attention right now because the comic king says chris your daughter has more charisma and is more entertaining than dana botcher mania brooke i'm gonna it's have true, to agree bro. there it's true absolutely true and that's a pretty low bar but yeah i mean it's, it's a, <laughs> I, I i'd also say based on this past week oh we're not doing dynamite but uh the, the brit baker oh. tie of valkyrie match i'd i'd oh. have to I'd, I'd have to put oh, her above boy. that as well bro you gotta oh. listen to the skirmish this week we we, we destroyed <laughs> that whole episode of dynamite it was garbage God, well, I see you talking to the bros out there because you know I listen because I was putting notes in, in the chat. Oh, yeah, he was. Yeah, and for actually, whatever reason, was, YouTube was only allowing me to use one line at a time. So I Why? had to. I don't know. I have no idea. I, I usually watch on Facebook, as you know, and you don't know it's me until you, I mean, you, you recognize my pattern of comment. But sure, right. sure. And, uh, <laughs> um, but, but then, uh, uh, I don't know why YouTube is doing it, but it was very weird. So, like, I would do CO and then, like, try to do, like, like if it was a time to comment, and then have to go to the next line and do M-N-E-N-T. And then, like, two other people put chats in there in the middle. And so you would just see, like, gibberish, basically, in the sentence transition. That's kind of weird, man. That's never really happened to me before. But YouTube can be like that. It's kind of weird in itself. But, um... <laughs> no, but, say hi and then get out of here now. I got to do a show. <laughs> but um, we do literally have the invasion on the smack attack. <laughs> okay, get out of here. The guy who's younger than me is my dad? Get out of here. <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, Jeff, before we get into SmackDown proper, um, is there any news we need to talk about? Because since you're, you're the newsman, you know what I'm saying? There's all sorts of news. I mean, most directly to SmackDown, it turns out that Rey Mysterio's injury might be real, whatever it is, and that it Santos is. was supposed to go over clean. That was not a storyline. Um, well, he's got a concussion. They showed the replay a couple of times. His his The back of his head whiplashed and smacked the back of the – like, he's hurt. Like, he definitely got hurt. Yeah, I mean, they didn't do an X, but I guess maybe because it was – I don't know. But the, that originally it was reporter's uh, storyline. But um, – Buff Bagwell arrested, talking about Teddy Hart. Buff Bagwell uh, arrested me. for the charges, possessions of of uh, drugs. So <laughs> remember a couple of years ago, he was trying to make his comeback and build up a Twitter following, and he was saying he was and clean. And he looked and great, like, dude. He didn't look like the Buff that I remembered. Don't get me wrong. Not even the American male's version of Buff. But nevertheless, he looked great, Jeff. And what drugs was he caught actually possessing? I, I, I didn't go that far into it. I'm not trying to information <laughs> for least anyway. Something tells me myth. I, I think I don't, know why. I, I, I don't think that they they reveal that until it's gone through their testing anyway to confirm what the okay. substance is. Um, oh man, how old is the guy now? Is he, isn't he pushing sixty and he still hasn't learned? He's in his fifties. Wow. I, I think he, yeah. Um, also, there was some some pretty 
interesting news this week. Uh, I mean, a lot of it is rumor and innuendo. I don't know if it, you know, what it means, but one thing that's not rumor and innuendo is that AW filed a trademark application for AW Plus. So that sounds like it would be a streaming service uh, or some type of uh-huh. membership anyway. Uh, but more to come. It it might be a platform uh, to replace Honor Club. I don't know. I've I have no idea uh-huh. if. WBD is involved in it at all or not, um, but it does sort of seem consistent with trying to get more revenue and build the company towards profitability. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if if Ring of Honor were sort of folded into AEW Plus as opposed to its own thing, but we'll see. And then Lufisto, who's a, sort of a legendary independent female wrestler with a 20-year career, uh, she commented, and this was fresh on the heels of the, the sign that you guys mentioned on the skirmish on, on Dynamite that said, look the women's division better. And she said, she said, those of you who think the booking is what makes the division bad are crazy. The, you know, she, she basically said the talent is not talented. Um, the, well. The, that's the problem. <laughs> I mean, did you, I mean, obviously you did see it, but how bad was the Tyre Valkyrie match? And Brie Bacon like match. I mean, seriously, that was hot garbage. I no, mean, was, absolute hot garbage. It, it was terrible. Um, and I mean, I know you guys, you know, weighed in on that, uh, you know, very well on skirmish. But yeah, it was really terrible. I mean, and like they both stunk at the same time. And they were there was a, oh. a point where. Like, Aya just dropped Britt Baker because she couldn't figure out what to do. There was a part where it wasn't it wasn't that she couldn't figure out what to do when she dropped her. It was actually she was basically she puts her in the in the position. You're supposed to then go up before you come down. She went to go up and Britt just dropped. So she basically had to like she was like Taya was trying to lift her up while Britt, Britt was trying to drop. And then she basically just lost her grip because brick was because brick brick was doing the wrong thing <laughs> brick. well they were fucking dropped. bricks let's be honest i mean <laughs> not like listen i've i've been i'll i'll tell you i don't think that ty valkyrie is anywhere near as good as as i hoped she was um but like that particular spot was Britt baker not doing what she's supposed to do which is up first then down not well, just drop there were a bunch. I mean, listen, Taya performed how Taya has, which is sort of slow and clunky. But the, at, at this point, Taya at least showed that she knew how to to work. And I, I, I'm not sure we're even talking about the, the same spot because there were two times this, this sort of the same situation. I, I don't have the words to, to, to describe it enough because I don't know what wrestling holds and moves generally are. For, for guys who've been watching a long time, I just never paid attention to that. Anyway, but at least Taya tried to, to throw some punches on Britt to, to make it seem like, you know, that this was still part of the offense. So at least she was trying to work. Uh, and then, I mean, basically, in, in essence, Britt buried Taya and Jade, who's going to be the next story, their finisher, because to get out of Taya's move, all you need to do is unbend your knees, which it's not supposed to be that your knees have involunt have voluntarily bent when she picks you up for the you know the Styles Clash or whatever you know whatever Taya calls it, uh, Jade called it the, the I don't even remember more like the Styles Trash. That's what Valhalla. she should call it. The road to Valhalla. <laughs> so it's supposed to be that like you know you're sort of helpless and your your knees bend and you're not supposed to notice it. But if all you have to do to counter that move is to drop unbend your knees and extend your legs to their normal p- position. And that's not much of a move, is it? I mean, you, you've now killed that finishing move forever. But um, but the next thing is that 
Jade Cargill, and listen, this could just be dirt cheap crap, and it probably is. It sounds a lot like storyline to me, but it's it's rumored that Jade Cargill's just she's just not so into wrestling anymore, and she may not come back to AEW. I mean, I don't know what her contract status is. No one's talking about any of those little details like contracts and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, at the same time, I, I think all of us have said it that she'd be great in Hollywood and probably you know is is destined for that anyway. But if it's true, I mean, you basically spent two years investing in someone who beat everyone and went undefeated for what was it, something like 75 or 80 matches and something you know, like that for nothing for, well uh, look if 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 there's any truth to this right just say with jay cargill let's be honest man i would want to get the hell out of that company too at this point why not sort of you know, try to go to WB. I'm sure WB would be more than happy to snap her up. And heck, even put her in NXT to start off with. Let her, like, you know, learn the ropes properly, shall I say. Because, uh, where's she going to... Honestly, guys, and Chris, I'll, I'll ask you first. Where, where can she possibly go right now in AEW anyway, man? Who can she take on? I mean, no one is on her level in terms of just looks and charisma when it comes to the women's division in AEW, dude. I don't think anybody's on her is on her level when it comes to looks anywhere. I, I mean, she she might be the most impressive looking female on the planet in that she's both impressive looking and she still looks pretty. Like she still looks right, attractive. Absolutely. You know, um, there are there are female bodybuilders out there with Betty with with maybe quote unquote better bodies than her but they don't look attractive anymore they've they've stretched their body to the point where they don't even look women you know female anymore whereas jade cargill looks again as impressive as you can possibly look and still be attractive so if i was jade cargill or if i was managing jade cargill i'd say let's just go to some let's just keep going to you know Keep going to the auditions and wait until you get a part as Power Girl or some shit because Power she's girl. got the look. <laughs> like if you if you just you know post credit gave her a green tinge, she's fucking She Hulk. Like she's she's the live action She Hulk, the way that Lou Ferrigno was the live action Hulk. Hmm. She's great. Absolutely, no Jeff, doubt. Jeff, do you agree? Hundred percent. I mean, the the only thing that, that that sort of makes me think the story is a little bit ridiculous is that. Well, there's there's the Hollywood strike uh, strikes plural, so there's no new content being made, and then I mean, you know, who knows when that ends is in sight? We don't have any information on that. Uh, that's usually bad, but uh, who knows? Um, but I mean, Hollywood isn't the only game in town. I mean, there 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 are there's still going to be plenty of overseas studios, and yes, they don't generally pay as much there, but maybe they'll they'll start to to, to try and get some better talent, and there's independent films being made apparently mark ruffalo's in one and that's you know you know he pretends to be standing up for the for, for the little man but you know but he's, mm. he's taking independent looking so um mark ruffalo for those who don't know basically was the guy who played the hulk in most of the uh, marvel movies and some other stuff um conan on his show this week said bray wyatt is too much trouble with his mental health issues and ww should release him well wow. and in the very same week he said that 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 Jay White's booking in AW has been terrible. I so, in can, other words, Conan for, watches the PWC. Thanks for watching. I was Conan. just going to say that. I mean, first of all, especially Jeff and myself, we we've spoken about the Bray situation, like you know, with nauseam, pretty much. 
And like, you know, you and I were saying, I mean, we're big fans of Bray, but at this point, I'm over it, just like you, as you, Chris, too. I mean, as my, how good Bray White is, it doesn't matter at this point. I'm just done with all this shit. I don't know what's going on with him. If he comes back, I don't even care anymore. You know what I mean? Is he going to be as over as he was originally? You know what I mean? I don't even know. I think the fans are even getting sick to death of him. And like the three of us have been saying this for a long time. I mean, for a long time. I'm glad k Dog sees the same thing that we see. And as far as Jay White goes, I mean, shit. I was saying he hasn't been booked right. I do think, though, lately he's been okay. I think on Collision he's starting to look strong. I just don't like the fact that he hasn't had a chance to really talk on the mic in AEW, if you know what I mean. Sure, he's had a few, like, mic time, you know, here and there, but nothing significant, right? So... I want to see Jay White, the, the real Jay White in AEW. But you know what's funny, guys? I mean, and I wanted to say also, um, shout-outs to Jago, man. He made a comeback on Light the Fuse. Go check that out right here on channelattitude.com with R to the B to the V in Richard Bronson Vickery. You know, the, the HTM boys are back. I don't know if it's a one-time thing, but he's also part of the Four Pillars, which is the three of us. And Dr. Michael Jago, the other doctor in the house. There's not just Dr. Jeff Lehman. There's also Dr. Michael Jago. And um, Jimmy, when, are, man, when uh, are you and I getting our PhDs? I'm I'm very I know, um, right? flexed now because we're talking about this. I'm the doctor of spin, bro. The doctor of spin. <laughs> Get me? <laughs> yeah. What does that make you? I mean... I'll continue to be the, you know, I, I'll, I'll just continue to be the, the disappointment in the family, you know, very, <laughs> very on, talented, bro. very intelligent, <laughs> but just never lived up to his potential. And, uh, <laughs> Get out of I'll, here, I'll, bro. I'll <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at him. Look at him say that. I mean, come on, bro. Uh, you're, you're the best talker probably out of all of us. I mean, Jeff is very good. I'm clearly the third one here when it comes to like, the English language, shall I say? I mean, come on! I, just, I ain't I'm ashamed working, to say it. I'm working the merch table, so uh, just, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm trying to I'm trying to tell, sell T-shirts and bumper stickers. So, I, you know. Um, oh, in well, other, you know, in other sort of news, I guess you could call it. Uh, first of all, Roosh resigned with AEW, uh, which I guess means hopefully tonight on Collision we finally see signs of LFI versus House of Black because otherwise we have no freaking idea <sighs> what that's been all about. Uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Hero are now producers slash agents with AEW. Uh, Orange it, Cassidy, I'm done. Yeah, Orange Cassidy, <laughs> I have no idea what I can do. People, listen, people speak very highly of Chris Hero. I have to, all I see is a fat guy, but that doesn't mean he can't produce. And, well, thank you. And, and isn't a, and isn't a great agent, and you know he's a fat guy because he has a thyroid problem. <laughs> he's a lazy dude. Um, but, You're uh, such an asshole, Jeff. <laughs> anyway, the, 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 you know, being in shape and even being a great wrestler has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good producer or an agent. You just have to be creative and know what's supposed to have. And it's more about telling a story. The the most of the talent these days are pretty athletic. Whether or not they can make the look the moves look correct is a different thing. But the, anyway, the the point is, Orange Cassidy and Chris Hero are now producers. Listen, we, we hear this story every month about someone else who's been hired as a producer and this and the other thing. And you know, I, I'm pretty convinced all it means is that they get to be called employees. They get a 
a pittance of a salary for that, and they get put on health insurance and they can start a 401k. I mean, I think that Tony Khan just does that for his friends. I, I don't think it means anything, no matter who they hire and say is in EVP of talent relations or executive producer or helping with, you know, the Will Washingtons, the Sanjay Dutts, the Matt Hardy's, the, the Come on, Paul dude. White, the, the, you know, the <laughs> Mark Henry's, I mean, the, the, the Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, the Jerry Lynn, the cavalcade, it's it's almost as big as the, the impact roster itself, the number of people come in as producers, but nothing changes. I mean, it still looks like it, it's being booked by Chris Jericho and, well, Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen with the films, which Chris astutely pointed out, the film involving Cook made no sense because he's sitting there with the FTW belt. So either he posed for a film with a replica belt um, or it's really, it, it's clear that that, our, that Jungle Jack gave him the belt to film it and then they then they uh, he gave it right back to him and, and they didn't fight on the, on the thing. So anyway, that's a little news there, but here's some news and news by omission. But it was reported by Dave Meltzer that Impact Slammiversary, which is their WrestleMania, did 4,400 buys this year as opposed to under last year. Um, now, last year, if I would go on Twitter and tell people that, that Impact was doing less than 2,000 pay-per-view buys, people would say, you're lying, prove it, prove it. Well, here's the proof. But And, and I keep saying that it's, it's admissions by omission. We don't hear about AEW buy rates till months, if not full seasons, after they happen. They they know the 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 buy rates of every single pay per view as quickly as they did for Slammiversary. We haven't got reports on any Ring of Honor buy rates. We haven't got reports on any NWA buy <laughs> rates. Of honor, please. We don't get we don't get any you know firm numbers on AEW buy rates. We're just told it's around this, around that, and we and we. The only time Dave Meltzer in the last four years has reported on, on impact pay-per-views is when he could say something good about it as opposed to and and in that you know like remember when kenny omega was was on one of them and he reported that they had 10 times more than their prior and then it was revealed that the number was about 9400 which meant that the average impact pay-per-view got you know uh under a thousand views uh buys um so okay impact 4400 buys on that apparently that's you know three times improvement from last year so I mean, that's progress, but it's terrible. I mean, you know, I remember when, you know, TNA and Impact pay-per-views would get 50,000 to 60,000 buys sort of regularly, and that was when the company was sort of in decline. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to say. I mean, it's it's sort of good news, bad news, but I think the omissions of every other pay-per-view for Impact and, and every other company that you don't hear about is probably says more than anything else about 4,400 buys for Impact. Jesus Christ, Chris, is 4,400 buyers something to sniff at or what? I mean, this company, man, I know like they're somehow still standing. I don't know how, to be honest, but nevertheless, it's a good thing that they're still around. But man, 4,400 pay-per-view buy rates for Slammiversary. I mean, I mean, what, do you, what can you say about that, man? It's pretty bad. They they continue to exist because they run themselves on a shoestring budget. They they do not spend money on basically anything, um, and the people who are in charge basically love it enough to keep it going. It's a it's a passion project for the people who own it, and that's pretty much how it continues to run. Um, Forty four hundred is pretty fucking low, man. That's that that is like. 
I can get that many people to suggest that the Earth is both flat and concave. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what to do with that number. That is a that is shockingly low. That is like I could make a cult with that many people by like tomorrow. So, <laughs> do, not, it, not do it, do it, do it. <laughs> And shout out to Jerome Hall, which is quality. What up, man? Thank you for joining us. And um, yeah, man, and Facebook user. Afternoon, gentlemen, whoever you are, the mysterious like Facebook user. Chabella <laughs> Veracruz, I guess. It could be. It could be anybody, Jeff. As a matter of fact, it could, it could be absolutely anyone. But um, you know what's funny? I, I just see a, a comment right here by Mr. Spaceman himself saying, I should try Ring of Honor more. Just when I ever watch, I only like one match or segment, and it was usually Danhausen. Who? Dan Husen? I don't even know who that is anymore. But I just want to point out, as a matter of fact, funny you bring that up about watching it. Me and Jeff actually were, well, we were supposed to do the reviews for Channel Attitude, but we just couldn't do it. We, we tried for a couple of episodes, and man, it was the longest two hours of our lives. I'm just saying. It was it was just ridiculous. We just couldn't do it. We just gave it up. We just said, fuck this. I ain't watching this shit anymore. Jeff wasn't watching this shit anymore. And we're like, that's it. We're done. So good luck to you, man. If you can if you can go through that whole show, you deserve a medal, man. Straight up. But and, and I mean, look, maybe it is better. Too. I mean, you're paying right. to watch it. I mean, if it's it was true. if it was on YouTube or something or, or somehow was on TV, I'd probably DVR it and, and watch it at my own leisure. But to have to pay ten dollars a month for, for more wrestling? No, I'm not. I'm not doing it. It's bad enough that my Peacock now costs three dollars a month. <laughs> By the I way, mean, that show Twisted Metal or whatever it was with Samoa Joe, who's who's just a body actor. He's not the voice actor. Apparently, it's Will Arnett's oh. voice. It's this show is terrible. People are trying to pretend really? it's terrible. Man, I used to love the video games, dude. I'm sure you did, even Chris. I mean, come on. Well, the video game was fine. Yeah, as far as do I actually care about this movie? Not in the least. No. Nor should you. It's it, it's it's a series, and that makes it even worse. But because it's, there's there's like probably eight episodes. Uh, a couple other things. Brian had successful surgery on his forearm, and Vince McMahon had spinal surgery uh, reported as success as well. Um, so so much for everybody saying that he's been changing every show, at least not in the in the recent days. Because uh, I mean. Apparently he's having back surgery, so uh, on his spine, which probably doesn't well, lend itself to ripping up scripts. Well, to be fair, Jeff, I think it's actually shown that he hasn't been writing it because I felt like I enjoyed Raw, especially. It's funny because you know how you and I were supposed to do the machismo, but I didn't realize that you know we hadn't done the skirmish yet, so we ended up doing the skirmish instead. But I watched Raw first, and then watched Dynamite right after it, and to say it was. Like, like Chris and I were saying, it's like college football versus the NFL. I kid you not. I mean, it, I would say it's like college football versus Division One or Division Two. Uh, I would say it's professional football versus college football, Division One or Division Two. I mean, I mean, or I'm just watching only the, the cream of the crop Division One teams because some of those Division One teams that they're, they're pretty freaking amazing. Um, True, but uh, yeah, this this yeah raw. I, I mean, we've said this. Chris has said this. Everyone said it. Um, 
Raw is, and more so lately, has been a very adequate 90 or 100 minute show. The problem is it's 180 minutes. Um, right, right. And, and it did fade away at, at some point, right after the, pretty much the two hour mark, it was like sort of downhill a little bit. That's, that's why I, I like the second half better than I like the first half. Um, so I don't know. I guess whenever we get around to doing machismo, that'll be an interesting discussion or at least a discussion. But yeah, that, that, Hopefully that's... tonight, because I really want to do, I actually do want to talk about Raw, but we'll take it how it comes. But um, I hope we yeah, I mean, also about while we have Chris, hopefully we can do Uncaged also, but that's... Uh, that's no, that's we, just... we're definitely doing Uncaged tonight. That's, 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 probably, that's probably an off-screen discussion that I just put on screen. Um, <laughs> no, no, we're doing Uncaged 100%, man. We, so that, look that, out for that right here on channelattitude.com. That's yeah, if you're not news. nearly as angry about this as you usually are when you have the conversations in private. <laughs> I, I, I think that you all misinterpret just me, using fewer words as, as emotion. Hmm. <laughs> He's emotionless, Chris. Come no, on, I, yeah. I just don't. I just I talk <laughs> like joking. a robot. I do. I mean, <laughs> you said it, bro. I mean, come on. <laughs> I, it, it's always been known. I mean, my name know, is I, Jeff Lim, man. Back in the day when I when I was a manager and a boss, I, I had to I had to focus to make my emails read like a human being with a heart because people used to complain that my emails with a heart like you a, said yeah a heart like instead wow. of would complain that my emails always sounded wow. so mean and I'm just like I'm just trying to say in two sentences what I can say in two sentences then they had to turn it to like you know two paragraph things so that no nobody's feelings would get hurt. Hello, this is your attorney. You are being sued. I will be defending you. Thank you. Goodbye. No, I'm, talking about in, I'm talking about in the office. Yes. Have you seen have you seen that meme of Jeff in the office? Pretty much, literally. Chris? No, but that would be You haven't seen it? Which one? That was floating around at one stage. I mean, not even not just uh, our very own Dr. Jeff Lippman was posting that. I'm talking about even others were posting that. You kind of pretty over at one stage with that meme, Jeff. Until I was until I was completely under. <laughs> well, what, 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 whatever happened? I haven't seen that in a long time, actually. Now you haven't seen what? That meme, your meme. Oh, I have it actually. Esteban Pineapple made that. Uh, it, oh, was oh, it, I didn't know it's, that. It's actually, Where is Steve? That's a good question. <laughs> um, he actually took screenshots from that sh that. YouTube show I was on Legal Enterprise. So he took two screenshots oh. from that and he put words under. It was right around the time that somebody made that Teddy Hart one where he's going, it's not really true. Yeah, <laughs> how funny your fucking looks, man. You got to see it, man. It's it's it's, it's gold, man. But you yeah, talking about that all show? I know, all I know is yeah, I've yeah, actually yeah. seen like, like an episode of that YouTube Me thing too. that Jeff was on. <laughs> yeah. And I am not just saying this because I know and like Jeff. Jeff was the only person on that show with any ability whatsoever <laughs> to act. Like everybody else. Hollywood Jeff Lippman, <laughs> literally. And not an actor. Some of, and some of those folks were like professional actors or models. Slash they actors. were? I really thought they were. Um, yeah. Professionals? The story of how I got onto that show probably doesn't need to be told here, but it, it might be good for an extra or something like that. But uh or if we ever just did, if we ever did like our sort of dream of just like rando shows, you know, on HMG Live, you know, that would probably be a, a fun yeah. little chat. That's but, a good uh, name for a future show, actually. HMG Live. I like it. I thought you were going with rando chats on HMG Live, but okay. Um, <laughs> rando chat. That yeah. sounds good, too. I, I don't mind that. 
Yeah, but I mean, I guess transitioning to SmackDown, I, I thought it was okay. I, I, I didn't think SmackDown was great, but it was it was certainly better than last week, and I, I thought it was I thought it was pretty good. And while nothing particularly important happened, there there you know things happened. They advanced stories, and I, th- this actually would have been a good um, go home show, but it's not the go home show. <laughs> Canada Spaceman says, "Oh wow, Chris has two daughters. That's right. Well, three actually. Now technically, we got a feel for this dude." No nah, man, he, he's a lot cool. of weddings to pay for. Yeah, man. <laughs> Outnumbered my whole life. Like my dad, Dude. my dad. It's not like my dad was an absentee father or anything. He was around. He just worked all the time, so he wasn't around, right? Um, and so I grew up with my mom and four sisters, and then I got married, and I had two little girls, and now I have a girlfriend who has her own little girl. So it's just women, women, women all the time. So. so so this is Chris with the rough edges smoothed. <laughs> Imagine what he would have been without that. <laughs> what? Yep. Wow. Imagine you had three boys. I don't he know would have been Ragnar Lothbrook. Pretty much. Pretty much. As it is, I just yelled at them to go outside and catch frogs. So <laughs> go catch frogs. That's it. I mean, hey, trust me, we've we've seen Chris even worse than that. He's actually in a good mood right now. But when the kids really get on his nerves, believe me. Yeah, that <laughs> actually means real frogs as opposed to some sort of biblical plague. <laughs> oh, boy. But you know what? Todd has an interesting question. And I don't know if any of you can actually answer it because he says, speaking of AEW, where's Wardlow? Or should we say, where's Waldo? I mean, seriously. I mean, that's what he should be called. Jesus. How do you drop on that, you know, how do you drop on that guy multiple times? Easy. It's called Tony Khan. Just saying. <laughs> because but, AEW, Todd. Those, yeah, that's those are it. the two correct answers. Where is he listening? Don't I, I ask logical about, questions, Todd. Come on, man. I strongly suspect that some time ago he told them he was not going to renew his contract. I think maybe they gave him the TNT title back to try and convince him otherwise. I think I think yeah. he said yeah, no, I'm still not. I'm, I'm still not sticking around, and then you know, and we may never see him again. But who knows? I mean, you know, it may be, it may be like me, or we don't see him for 14 months, and then all of a sudden, you know, we'll hear from Wardlow. Oh, I'm glad you brought up Miro, actually. And before I get to that, Jaron Hall says, "Hey, it's seven of us. Wait, literally or in the chat? Because uh, <laughs> if you got seven of you guys, wow!" And um, I think <laughs> Facebook user says, "Facebook user says lazy booking." But, uh, yeah, man, it's all sorts of shit. I mean, heck, you brought up the TNT Championship, right? He should get it again so we can blow him up. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Boom. Done and dusted. I'm done with Waldo. I've forgotten he even existed. I, I mean, for all we know, it could be because Aaron Anderson has, has a, a bum knee and can't make it to the show, so they can't possibly put Wardlow on without Aaron Anderson. Like, yeah, we, who, we have no idea how Tony Khan thinks because he doesn't actually think. He just he just reacts in the moment, which passes for thinking. Aaron Anderson was arrested for possession. He uh, he had, he had uh, illegal firearms, wow. so uh, they basically had to stop Wardlow. No, no, no. What he did is he took, he unzipped his sweatshirt and his, his sweat top, and underneath it was Bullet Club Gold, and he said he was just part of the Bang Bang Gang. And they said, oh, it's cool. You belong, sir. He, the they bang said, bang gang Bullet Club for good. life. Too sweet me, Arn. <laughs> Too sweet me, baby. And Arn's like, uh, uh. <laughs> nah, he was like, 
<laughs> it's full. It's full. I, I, I guess for the people on audio, which I should assume for, Arn put up a four horseman uh, uh, insignia with his four fingers, and then slowly arthritically realized that that was the wrong <laughs> hand gesture and changed it into a too sweet. Too yeah, sweet it suddenly went, oh, <laughs> transform. Actually, did you hear about a new tag team, Jeff? What's that? Transformers? Did you hear about our new tag team? I, yeah, I, I, it was Chris's. I, I, I heard. I was surprised you didn't say the transform hers. Ah, but there aren't any women in that team, so why would you? Are you sure, Chris? I'm sure. Transformers works. Oh, yeah. No, I thought that was actually pretty good. The Transformers. (laughs) I I have my moments. I have my moments. For those of you who didn't uh, listen to the skirmish last night, basically, which you should. I said that A.R. Fox, you know, he's, his name kind of sounds like he's some kind of a robot or something. So I figured that him and Nyla Rose should make a tag team and call themselves the Transformers. Yeah. I think that's great. I mean, come on. I mean, that's money right there. Come on. They Seriously, can bring the in China Latitude's form- own big veto and he can manage them. There you go. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Big V. I mean, oh, well, you know what I mean? But he's a man's man. Chris, yeah. come on now, and Jeff. I, I'm not. Say. I'm not having an argument with Big Vito. Yeah, he just uh-huh. the, the man filled out a dress. Yes, sir. <laughs> the, the man knew how to wear a summer dress. <laughs> and and knew how and, and and no shit, man. I will never see a wrestler wear a dress and take it serious, man, like Vito did. And that's acting. a compliment, just quietly. It's called acting. It's it's it, it's. It's something that sadly a lot of people on AEW don't know how to do. And in wrestling, period. It's not just AEW. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm thinking about Jungle Boy, who is actually the son of an actor. Oh, well, Jerome, I don't know, dude. He says AR Fox is awesome. He has to learn to talk. AR Fox, I mean, seriously. He's not Fox. awesome. He, he's a good. He, he's look, a he does some crazy stuff, though. He's. A, he's but, I mean, there's a reason he's been mostly unemployed and underemployed in the trainer most of his career. It's because he's not awesome. Yep. He is uh, he, he is aggressively meh. Yeah. He's 185 pounds. They called they, that's, that's what they said on the show the other day was that he was 185 pounds, which means, you know. That no is good. the comment of the day by our very own favorite Israeli, Aaron Ben Shlomo. He says, Jeff... Talent and charisma are not sexually transmitted. If they were, Jeff would be significantly more talented and charismatic. But, they were, but, 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 but DNA is transmitted through being a parent, and nurture <laughs> comes from that, those kinds of things come around being nurtured. And you would presume that Luke Perry, in his regular life, had some sort of charisma and and. And, and other skills that his kids may have absorbed and learned from. Just, just, well, just like well, clearly. Just like we, we all in some ways resemble our parents and and have some of their traits. Uh, I'm just saying that, that Jack got the eyes and that's about it. That's about it, dude. He does not have his daddy's charisma at all. Why the hell is he coming out to Beethoven's symphony? I'm just saying. Why? Can you explain that? You're a doctor, Jeff. Me and Chris were trying to figure it out. Why in their right mind? Who came up to this guy? And we'll get into SmackDown right after this. Hopefully, we're making you proud, John, where we don't talk SmackDown for at least an hour, <laughs> which is a smack attack at its best. But who in their right ma- mind would say to 
Jack Perry, whatever you want to call him, and say, you know what, dude? I got it. Not only are you going to get the FTR championship, not only are you going to be our legend killer, apparently, and I use that term lightly, right? <laughs> I know, it's crazy, Chris. I Trust me. But I'll use that term very lightly. But you know what? You're going to come out to Beethoven Symphony. Jeff, please explain. Uh, I should amend my statement. He also inherited his father's slight build. Um, no, no. I guess they were trying to think of what's the absolute opposite of Tarzan Boy that, that they were playing. And I guess Beethoven Fifth was the what they came up with. And they realized it's public domain, so no problem. Oh, uh, so they're tight asses too. Uh, well, not always, but maybe they only came up with the last minute and then they were like, yeah, good enough. Um, it doesn't... That I have no, I have no real answer for you other than that. But it doesn't matter because I mean that song, and especially the way they don't play it like super loud. You know how like Brian came out to mm. uh, Ride of the Valkyries, um, right? Like, super but... loud, You're like 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 full apocalypse now. Wagner like blasts in your ears, like ready for war. They 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 have it subdued. So I mean, it actually fits Kim. You know, subdued Beethoven is sort of like boring, and it fits him perfectly the way he is boring. But I, well, I guess. I mean, if they're trying to come up with a conceited, cocky character, I mean, I would have thought that they would have done a mashup that sounds more like 90210 than... than That's what I was hoping, dude. That's what I said. It should have been, imagine this, picture this. You know, he comes out, but you know what the Titan Tron would have? You know, like when Beverly Hills on the team when I would start and you see or everyone facing <laughs> the camera, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, that's that's the Titan shot, man. And then dee, 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 as he's walking out, he's waving to the crowd. Except the only problem is he's nowhere near as cool as his daddy was, Jeff. Well, I mean that doesn't mean that they can't make a good video production. I mean, Sammy Guevara <laughs> comes out to a cartoon where he's only fighting with three people from AEW, which doesn't make yeah, sense yeah. if he's a if he's a face at any given time, which is now. That's true. Um I don't know. Listen. They, they they could have and they should have they could have and they could have just lifted the the, the 90210 entrance from like season one and just did spoof on it where you know so they had different view like jungle boy playing every character you know or you know or Anna, <laughs> that Anna would be Jay, funny man you know, playing the women oh and, and no doing the same kind she of could be kelly and, and like you know inter inter interposing you know 90210 mjf could be brandon <laughs> like different kinds of hollywood you know signs <laughs> With with family uh, pictures and and wrestling clips, and they could have you know they 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 could have made something creative there. It would have been good. It's not. It wouldn't. It wouldn't help him because he sucks. But maybe I look forward to the video three times. But after that, I don't know. But yeah. So <laughs> listen, I think we've done John Proud. We've we've gone forty almost forty seven full minutes without with, without even getting to the uh, introduction on SmackDown. So that's true. But if you want us to talk in depth about the trash that is AEW, go check out the. The Wednesday night skirmish. But Chris, the problem is, I'm this close to thinking maybe we should change the show to the Wednesday night garbage. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's not as catchy as the skirmish, um, but uh, <laughs> it would be more apropos, yeah. <laughs> well, and, and like Mr. Spaceman says, 90210 talk, I'm liking it. <laughs> right, forget so about NHA, bring uh, Jenny Garth and, and Shannon Darby <laughs> as, as his managers. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, look, I mean, everyone in the chat wants to talk AEW, it feels like. I know, it's such a train wreck, it's fun to just talk shit about this company. Well, but what? you can also... 
if Sorry, they wait, Jeff, if they wait enough time, they can hear us talk about it on Uncaged, and tomorrow at eleven, they can hear True. us talk about it again on uh, about Collision on Wreckage. So, listen, a real that's, show. That's, apparently that's of ten AW. central. That's that's ten central standard time. Right. So for all folks, <laughs> we're either in ten in central time zone. So, and, and for those Chris, who what do we do? Zone, I have no idea what that means because uh, nobody <laughs> quite understands Mountain. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, what do we do every Sunday mornings? Actually, Chris. Every Sunday morning after the collision, we sift through the wreckage. Wreckage. Right here on channelattitude.com, live via Hamin Medi Group on YouTube. So don't miss it. I'm sure we'll have a lot to say about that. And I'm actually looking forward to it because, I mean, come on, baby. Think it doesn't about have a high hurdle. It doesn't have a high bar to hurdle to be the best wrestling show of the week so far. So it's going to be hard to top smackdown i'll be honest man because i felt smackdown was pretty strong all the way around but anyway let's get heading to smackdown yeah well let's talk WWE as a matter of fact because we are coming from the smoothie king center in new orleans louisiana and um you know we're on the run to SummerSlam, and uh and the first match the show opens up well not the first match but the show opens up with with jay uso making his entrance and gets on the mic and then enter Roman Reigns, flanked by Paul Heyman. And the Solo Man, I think, before I keep going, Jeff, I'm going to ask you this. Is Solo losing the Sokoa? Uh, it seems like it. It feels which like I'm, it, right. Which I'm actually glad about because too many people out there would call him Solo Sequoia, which is a tree. <laughs> and his last Sequoia. name has never been Sequoia. It's what? Sequoia. But like, Sequoia? I've heard, like, heard a number of wrestling podcasters refer to him as Solo Sequoia. I understand the Sequoia is a word that you've heard more often, but, uh, you know, but it, it, it always it's has Sequoia. been so, <laughs> so, sure. I, I th- you know, they, you know that they like one word, and Sequoia isn't even really saying it, sure. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> There's plenty of plates. I forgot to break the plates on the skirmishes, as a matter of fact, Chris, and I wanted to, but I forgot about it. But sorry, uh-huh. Jeff, continue. No, that's Well, anyway... Um, I'll continue on though because uh, where are we? He's flanked by Salsa Cohen and Paul Heyman. Paul hands him the mic and Roman asks New Orleans to acknowledge him. Reigns says he made the Usos. He made main event Jey Uso and now he thinks he's the tribal chief. Uso says he never wanted any of that and all he wanted was to watch Roman's back and support him. He'd been his right hand man for three years through the mud and trenches no questions asked, which is kind of true, but not really also because they've had their problems. He was his tribal chief. He believed in him and thought he could lead this company and their family. But guess what? He broke the family. He broke the bloodline and he broke Jimmy. And it's all Roman's fault. Reigns then tells him to shut his mouth. Jay won't back down and Roman turns the blame around on Jay Uso. He goes on to say he wants to turn every stone and think hypothetically so what if Uso actually beats him? That means he gets the title and he gets everything that is Roman's. Jay then says he's already been in Roman. He pinned him once before and he's the only one. And that's SummerSlam. He's going to beat him again, apparently. Chris, is he going to beat himself or does he have a chance of beating Roman Reigns? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that he has much of a chance of beating Roman Reigns. Although I think that that would be the best story i just don't think that jay is a big enough star even potentially uh to go over roman reigns although i do think that that would be the best thing for the story 
Um, <laughs> True. Uh, I, I, I liked this segment, you know, we had kind of said on the, on, on the skirmish, cause we were recording while SmackDown was going on. And I had kind of said, listen, I'm going to tell you how SmackDown's going to go. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do my Eric. And, you, and you called it, bro. You, I'm going to call you Nostradamus. It's exactly what you said happened. Well, that's because wrestling is very easy to tell what's going to happen generally, um, especially the WWE. And I said that they would start off with a bloodline segment and it it would be good, but it wouldn't really satiate your your hunger for the bloodline. So they would come back in the main event and there would be more bloodline stuff, which is exactly <laughs> what wound up happening. Um, but <laughs> but um, I liked the opening. I thought it was pretty good. I liked that. uh I like that Jay seemed to be playing scared or intimidated. And then when it was his time to speak, and then when it was his time to speak, he got real clear headed and was like, no, Roman, I've already pinned you, you know, like, and then I, I did kind of enjoy the, the little, the little strut that he gave while he was walking out of the ring too. It was like, right, uh, right. Uh, I love that, man. It was like a mic drop without dropping the mic, man. It was pretty it was, cool for sure. It was good stuff. So I like this segment. Um, I don't think he has much of a chance of pinning Roman. I would love to see it. I would really love to see the WWE pull the trigger on someone and say, listen, we're not sure that he's going to be as big a star as, you know, potentially Cody or a guy like LA Knight or whatever could be. But the, but the best way to end this story is to have Jay pinning uh, Roman. And I think that that, I think that that's worth trying, but I don't think they're going to. So, <laughs> well, we'll see what happens. I doubt it too. So I agree with you there. But Jeff, what do you think, man? Um, no, I don't think that there's. I mean, I think you will see Jay pin Roman, but the ref won't. Or the ref will be knocked out or something, you know, something like that. Maybe more than once in, in match. But no, I, I don't think that they're veering. I wouldn't even be surprised if. Jimmy cost his brother to try to get back in the good graces. People are starting to say that, Jeff, as a matter of fact. But if that's the case, why? Well, I don't know why. I guess it would just to, you know, remember one of the things Roman said is even your even your twin brother likes me more than he likes you. I mean, you know, but there was really no reason for that line. But that doesn't mean that it means anything. I would like to think it does, but I'm probably thinking too much about it. But listen, if Jimmy doesn't play a role, it means that his injury is real um, and that that's worse. Um, I still think it's a work, man. This is all working for sure, dude. Uh, well, I, everyone thinks it's a work, and I hope it's a work. But if, if Jimmy doesn't involve himself during SummerSlam, then you know, or at least the SmackDown afterwards, then clearly it's not. I mean, there's there's no point of of it being Roman Heyman and Solo against Jimmy. <laughs> I mean, against Jay, I so. wanna, yeah, well, I know it gets confusing. Believe me, it's the JJs. But uh, I just want to point out. Um, <laughs> you guys in the chat are characters, man, straight up. I mean, <laughs> uh, kind of space, man, saying, to everyone else in the chat room, I think G Jimmy only picks out my messages because I am hip to Aussie culture, like Swift and Shift Couriers. <laughs> Jesus. Fat Pizza, Halzos, Bogan Hunters, etc., etc. So you better get hip. Funny, I, I don't even watch half those shows, like Shift Couriers. Come on, bro. It's kind of funny. But Swift, youth. Bogan Hunters, that's weird too, but nevertheless, I don't judge, but I like how you know your shit. And um, <laughs> Ben Schlemmer says, Jimmy is going to screw Jimmy. 
Well, if only I, I've got a big, I've got a big schlong, shlomo. <laughs> Get me? I can scream myself, no doubt about it. Anyway, um, I can hear uh, D shaking her head. I kid you not, she was. <laughs> I swear to you, as you said that, she she did say it was. I what like thing? Doing it. Oh, the shlom shlom. <laughs> yeah, I heard as you said. Why are you lying? Your penis is very small. Oh man, and, uh, come on, bro, please. I Ask heard her, her say that it was, it was it was grotesquely undersized. That's what I heard her say. Oh man, I thought you were talking about me, bro. <laughs> damn, <laughs> god damn it, pal. <laughs> anyway alright well let's move on shall we because next we see Rey Mysterio making his entrance as we go to a break Booyaka. but as we excuse me Booyaka, Booyaka yes yes 619 but as, when we do come back from commercial though guys we see Jay Uso running into Grayson Waller backstage as Waller pitches him on getting the Grayson Waller rub after SummerSlam win or lose Uso mock laughs with him and pops him in the mouth, which, which was a great slap. I mean, Chris, this uh, slap looked great, man. I, I totally loved it. And Waller sold it like a freaking idiot. I mean, he went flying. Jay Uso, the Bogan Hunter. Um, really, uh, really good <laughs> moment here. This was the best <laughs> I've seen. This was the best I've seen uh, for the usage of, of Grayson Waller. Basically, he's a super corny white guy, and Jimmy just smacked the taste <laughs> out of his mouth for being a super corny white guy. Uh, <laughs> so dumb, stuff. but but I loved it, though. Jeff, did you like this segment? It was fine. I mean, it's, it's exactly what what you would think it would be. And, you know, this it, is how they're going to use Grayson Waller for the near term. That, that's okay. I just, I, I just am sort of – I just feel like there's a whole bunch of characters just like him. You know, from the obvious ones, the, the Miz, but, uh, you know, Logan Paul recently sued. Uh, again, uh, it's, it's like that. Austin Theory, basically the same character. The funny thing is if you put Grayson Waller's attitude into, you know, Jack Perry, his, his, what his character is supposed to be now, you might have oh. something, though I still doubt it because wow. he's, he's so small. But, that, but, that's the, but that's the kind of persona that Jack Perry needs to take to make this character work. It's never going to work for me or but it could work for the AEW faithful. Well, it's funny. And one more thing about an AEW wrestler. The thing about Jack Perry, Jeff, he doesn't even believe that he's a heel. You can see it in his eyes, dude. And that's why it doesn't work. It just doesn't. And look who's in the house just quietly. It is Buckshot Kid. What up, dude? What's going on? And our very own Mikey in Media M5. What's the haps, bro? Where you been, man? Um, so everyone's coming into the, his house. Um, but anyway, look, fuck Jungle Boy anyway. Let's just not talk about this idiot of a kid who at this point is a make or break sort of year for him, in my opinion. But we'll see what happens with him. But anyway, this, yeah, definitely a break. I hope it breaks. But like I said, man, he's got to go all 90210, man. He's got to be 90210, in my opinion. With that boss, he's work. fine. He'll be fine. Oh, we'll see. He'll probably be made a producer next month. I don't want him producing, Jeff. Please, let's be honest, dude. Be. And the wrestlers <laughs> produce their own matches already. They produce their own matches and their own storylines. That's why you get the same storyline five times in a show. You get the same finish of six different fucking I'm matches. Gonna yep. I'm going to throw up straight up, man. If you got the fat dude in freaking Cassius Ono, sorry, Chris Hero, <laughs> and uh, the, orange, the orange man in Orange Cassidy, like me and Chris were saying, 
If we don't see oranges getting crushed on heads, I'm sorry, you can't call it the orange crush or the orange punch for that matter. But uh, I digress. It is what it is. I mean, I um, but anyway, no heel hasn't taken one of the. You know how they have batches of oranges, sort of in that like yeah, man, net, net netting. Sorry, they didn't have one of them take it to, and like hit him over the head with it, and they they go all <laughs> over. It's not once. Yeah. I mean, if Roddy Piper was there, he would have done that by now. One hundred percent. And what up, Charles Alford, who says Jack Perry is not a grown man yet. He doesn't have any grown man life experience or any grown men hair on his balls, for that matter, Charles. Just well, saying. I mean, his father died. I mean, and he he's got no some, pubes. He he does have some experience in life. I mean, does he really? Yeah, I mean, listen, he, his I mean, father died. His father died at a young age. He's, I mean, he's, he's I mean, is that an experience? I guess. I guess it is. Yeah, that is an experience. Oh, that absolutely counts as an experience. Oh, well, I mean, geez, who am I to judge, right? I mean, who are we to judge, more importantly? But um, anyway, I mean, let's I'm just, I'm, move I'm on. I'm not giving his youth and experience as an excuse for his inability to, to be a wrestler. I mean, you could say the same thing about MJF, who probably who was who grew up upper middle class and, and plays his character perfectly. Well, near perfectly. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm actually intrigued by that matchup that's coming up tonight on Collision. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but anyway, let's continue on, shall we, boys? Because, um, oh, yeah, one more thing I did want to say to everyone. You know how everyone, we said it on the PWC Network. We're going to say it right here on Channel Attitude via, I mean, media group. But you know how, you know, all the Mark Tars throw the, 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 the toilet paper, or should I say, you know, the ribbons or the, um, the streamers, yeah. you know, for Japanese wrestlers and whatnot. If... Everybody should be throwing oranges at Orange Cassidy when he comes out. I mean, come on. <laughs> can you picture that? I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, I can picture just about anything, but I mean, that's a good way to, you know, get get arrested and banned from events for, at that building for life. <laughs> That'd be awesome, though. Can you just picture all these oranges getting thrown in the ring? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that would so pop me, man. But uh, Clearly. unfortunately, we, yeah, it would. So anyone that's listening to this, do it, man. Everybody, just throw oranges at Orange Cassidy. Anyway, so let's move on to the first matchup of the evening, shall we, boys? It is the WWE United States Championship number one contenders invitational finals match between an LWO stable, stable mates in Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar. And um, you know what? This match was kind of entertaining. But as you alluded to earlier, uh, well, both of you guys, it seems like Rey Mysterio suffered from a concussion and it almost looked like Santos was uh, almost in tears at the end of this match. And we also see Austin Theory up in the skybox pretty much, or close to it, eating on some popcorn. But nevertheless, Santos Escobar wins via referee stoppage to advance to, I guess, the final between himself and Austin Theory, I guess, at SummerSlam for the United States Championship. But... um. I know we kind of alluded to this earlier, Chris, but is there anything more to say about this matchup? Um, not really. I mean, Rey Mysterio, you know, continues to be the guy who's sort of booked in, you know, multiple segments and matches, and he gets the longest match on the card, and he's supposed to go out there and build somebody. Um, 
you know, Rey Mysterio is a legend in the ring. He's great. This match was good right up until the point where he got pretty clearly injured. They showed the replay a number of times, and it's pretty clear. If you've ever watched boxing or MMA, if you've watched those kinds of combat sports, you've seen this exact thing knock somebody out before, where <laughs> the guy falls down, and it's not actually the thing that put him down that knocks him out. But it's the, the follow-through where you, you try to tuck your head but can't quite tuck your head hard enough. So when you fall, your head whips back and the back of your head hits the mat. That's basically what happened to Rey Mysterio. Um, and that's why they called the match. It's, it was pretty clear afterwards that uh, – um, it was pretty clear afterwards. Actually, two things were very clear after, after this match. One – uh, Santos Escobar blamed himself. He really thought that he did something wrong. Yeah, he, he, he looked legitly emotional, dude. And two, um, the WWE recognized that this was not Santos Escobar's fault because they mentioned it yeah. a number of times. This was like you heard Michael Cole and uh, Wade Barrett a few times say, you know, this was not intentional. There's nothing wrong with. You know, the move that was attempted here, it's just sometimes you land wrong, you get injured kind of thing. So that's basically what happened there. Well, in Empale, Jeff, what's your take, man? Um, I have nothing to add on on the injury. I, I actually, I mean, obviously, I mean, strange way, I'm glad it's a real injury because if, if that was the book ending, that, that, was, that would be really super lazy. Um, but I didn't like this match. I didn't like it from a bunch of perspectives. First of all, I thought it was slow and clunky. They were going pretty hard, though, man. I felt like they were going pretty hard during this matchup, so it doesn't surprise I, me. What I didn't think they happened. were going hard at all. I mean, that's the thing. I thought it would look slow, and for two guys who have been working together for the past few months, they had no in-ring chemistry. I, Rey Mysterio goes to the Hurricane Rada more than the, the, the uh, Young Bucks go to the Super Kick. It's like, it's wow. like the only move he can do. And Santos, who has been in the LWO working with Ray for how long has this story been going? Five, six months now. It's like he never scouted a move. Yet he had a counter for exactly zero. Um, so I didn't like this match at all. And Austin Theory, you can tell he doesn't eat popcorn because he's the only person in the world I've ever mm -hmm. seen who always eats one piece at a time. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of over popcorn just quietly. I love honey popcorn or caramel popcorn, but... That's for another show. Maybe Sorry, the man. snack attack. <laughs> Movie popcorn is the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what the colorful ones? Are you talking about the multicolored ones? No, no, you, I'm Jeff. I'm talking to I'm you. No, I'm talking about popcorn that you get at a movie At the movies. Okay, with, with right, butter. Right, cool. and, and, no, because there's a brand called Movie Popcorn here, which is like multicolored. Like a rainbow. Like, yeah. like kind of the space fancy. <laughs> I'm not down with those <laughs> Oh no! And Charles says in the chat, oranges that would work. It sure would, especially whole ones right to his head. And uh, Aaron Ben Shlomo says in the chat, Jimmy, there is an entrance in Fight Forever of orange juice being thrown from the ceiling, like the brute. Are you kidding me? Like the brute's bloodbath. That would be an interesting thing to watch. Wow, for real slime. God, if that's legit, wow. No shit. Anyway, that's just weird shit. Anywho, let's move on, shall we? Because um, post-match, an emotional Escobar helps Ray up and hugs him. And that's that. He's kind of crying. It looked like he was... I mean, to me, he looked legitly emotional. But um, I get it. If, you know, if the reports are true and he's really got a concussion, 
and he feels like he was at fault. I mean, come on, Santos. You know, grow some balls, man. Shit happens. It happens. Don't be so hard on yourself. But anyway, next we see Bianca Belair is interviewed backstage. Before she can say much, <laughs> Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville roll up to brag about their title win and lament their lack of championship celebration as Charlotte Flair then rolls up to give them shit for talking behind her back as we go to another break. I love Chelsea Green, Jeff. Seriously. I mean, yeah. she's, she's a freaking character, dude. Yeah, I, I do too. And I was very happy for them to interrupt this this promo, which was more of the same. And, you know, uh, yeah, I, Chelsea Green is playing her character terrific, but I don't think I'm spoiling anything to, to let you know that this is leading to the Can They Coexist tag team match where, and and I, I hate this booking with Can They Coexist? The answer is barely. They still get a win and, they, and they're not happy about the win. And then you have your champions lose, which constantly devalues the the, the the tag team titles and this is across the board in tag team titles but especially these wwe women's world tag team titles that can't possibly be treated worse uh, unless they were the 24 7 title which was which was just a complete abomination but this is just like a, a level and a half above abomination and i hate that it's it's the can they coexist and the answer is no and that's how the heels who shouldn't be able to beat up bianca or charlotte beat up bianca or charlotte um so anyway, um, but yeah, Chelsea, she's, she's killing it. And Sonya works well enough in this. And I understand this is a consolation prize for Sonya because like everything that she had planned was sort of ruined between getting stalked and, and Mandy Rose, like being a superstar in NXT and then, you know, choosing only fans or fan time over wrestling, all that stuff. Um, but I, I really like Sonya better in that authority figure role. And I, you know, I think that the, you know, and also because Carmella got pregnant, so that, that was supposed to be the team. And it would have suited better with Carmella, with Mella and uh, Chelsea, in my opinion. But nevertheless, though, um, DeVille and Green do have pretty good chemistry, I think. But Chelsea Green is the star of this team, no doubt about it, in my opinion. But, um, I mean, you know, DeVille's still good, though. I mean, mm, but we'll see how far they go, these two. But um, Todd Brantley says, popcorn... Like watching Botchamania Brooke, I'll pass. Dude, I feel the sexual tension between you and Brooke at this point, Todd. What's going on there, man? Come on, bro. <laughs> Always mentioning Brooke. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, Chris. <laughs> Chris, um, what do you think of Chelsea Green, man? She's uh, she's pretty entertaining, to be honest with you. She's I, I find her to be Absolutely. very funny, very fun, very interesting. And um, I thought that there was, you know, like Jeff said, I thought that there was a, a level of truth to this to this backstage promo of, you know, hey, like, is, doesn't it suck? Like, we've been champions for 11 days and we haven't had any celebrations. We also haven't gotten any wins over anybody. And we're about to go do the job to two people who don't get along, clearly don't get along, can't get along, and are about to have a match at SummerSlam. We're still going to go do the job, though, anyway, in spite of the fact that we're the tag team champions. So kind of shows you where that tag team, where that women's tag team championship is scheduled for this company. Well, it is what it is. I don't mind these women's tag team championships, though, Jeff. I mean, I think there's a place for them, in my opinion. I don't mind the tag team championships at all. I mind how they treat the the, the championships, and it's just, it's not just with this team. It's it's 
been consistently with every team. I mean, they hot potato the, the tag teams. The teams don't seem dominant at all, or they don't even seem like super clever, like um, like pretty deadly were super clever um, to, to get their win. So it, it's like the worst of you don't believe either of these women can beat anyone because they don't beat anyone. So you just feel like they're transitional champions. And, and so why have the titles if you're not going to make them feel important or that you're going to have the, the champions being taken seriously. And again, this is not a WWE thing. This is everyone does this. The can they coexist story is always about the people who are trying to coexist. Uh, you know, and, and the tag team champions are always the ones or almost always the ones to take a loss unless it's someone like the Road Warriors. Uh, but I, I think, you know, uh, you know, or tonight in FTR, but the answer to the can they coexist is, you know, tonight is supposed to be something, you know. Who FTR? This, this was just, you know, uh, it's, it's not it's not a difficult thing to understand either. Tag teams who are dedicated tag teams should win when they're having tag team matches against right. two single stars. And tag team wrestlers should lose when they're having singles matches against single stars. It's really not a difficult thing to get over to people. And people will understand the reason for it because tag team wrestling and singles wrestling are basically different sports. Like they they are as different as like you know uh, uh, synchronized swimming and swimming. Like they they are <laughs> different sports, although they're very related. Like it, right. it, it swimming, right? I mean, shit. Right, and it it does it does. There's a level of difficulty to it that you only really get when you're good at you know being a tag team. So tag team specialists should win the tag team matches. Single specialists should win the singles matches. There was, only one, there was only one tag team specialist, though, that was acknowledged as that, which was the Rockers in Marty Gennetti and Shawn Michaels. Remember that? The tag team specialist. Uh -huh. Anyway, no, you're both right. I agree. Um, it's funny because Media M5 says, Chelsea was entertaining before this new WWE persona, oh, and we agree. I thought you were going to highlight his name. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, you've got a dirty that. mind, Chris. Um, well, there we go. Unless it's a porno tag team and it. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I like roast. It's nice. <laughs> Just, yeah, not that type of roast. Anyway, uh, Charles says, that's really good psychology. I mean, shit. Isn't it, though? It is. <laughs> and Todd says, that's not sexual tension, Jimmy. <laughs> that's pure disgust. I beg to differ, Mr. Comment King. Just saying. Yeah. Todd and Dana Brooke are going to have a baby and that baby is going to be like the greatest promo in the world but completely unable wow. to work like... <laughs> we love you Todd but man I'm feeling it bro I'm feeling the tension baby Botch Brantley <laughs> <laughs> the triple B oh shit the triple B wow Oh, Canada Spaceman says the Chelsea segment was goo or good, I assume, or goo at this point. I don't even know anymore. But get to the real meat. Jeff Lippman will star in a reboot of King of Kensington, the cheesiest Canadian sitcom of all time. I don't even know what the hell that is, but it sounds cheesy. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Jesus. If they pay, I'll play. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and medium five says Charles speed roasting is good psychology. 
Oh boy, you guys, man. You make my day every time. Anyway, shall we move on, boys? I think we yeah, should. Yes, <laughs> both of you say it at the same time. I like it. Um, anyway, as we come back from commercial, though, we see... Can we call them Skid Row? And I'm not talking about Skid Row in LA. I'm talking about Skid Marks in your underpants at this point. Skid Row <laughs> was in, in New York, firstly. But yes. You, well, you I'm talking about the LA one, want, which is more but, famous. But there's, it wasn't Skid Row in LA. Um, but anyway. Do you know what Skid Row is in LA? Why they call it that? By any chance, Jeff? No, the only Skid Row I know of is It's in all New homeless York. people, dude. That That's in New York. It's in LA, as a matter of fact, not New York. No, it's not. <laughs> there's oh my God, Jeff. Row, there, there are there are parts of both cities which are referred to in both cities as Skid Row. Everybody, move on. Fuck. I know, man. Jesus Christ. But anyway, <laughs> someone tell us in the chat if who's right and wrong at this point. But anyway, guess who makes an appearance though, as they're just sitting in the ring awkwardly for whatever reason. Hit row. LA Knight makes his entrance. It says. He knew Will Smith was in the game, but he didn't know Uncle Phil got into the rap game. Oh, that was good. I like that. And guess what? He also says Top Dollar gets hot about it. Wow. Yeah. I mean, how over is this guy? I mean, didn't he call one of them a bitch too? Uh, he said that she was horny for him, which was kind of funny. Oh, yes, that too. Yeah. I mean, and she didn't look that impressed, Chris. I'm just going to say she looked angry, but that was her she job. She did. She was supposed to look angry. I mean, let's be honest, right? Was this borderline? Um, I mean, involves hit row. First of all, they're just standing there like quails, right? There's only one of one LA night, right? Realistically, wouldn't you just jump this guy talking shit like that? There's three of them, two guys, one female. I mean, but honestly. You just let this guy talk shit, and he buried... I mean, if this is not done... I mean, if they're not done with Hit Row now after this, I don't know what's going to be worse. I mean, Chelsea Green pinning all three of them? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I mean, he, he absolutely buried him, and he looked like he was enjoying it, mind you. But do you think he needs to relax on the elbow a little bit? Jeez, he gets airtime, but... um. You know, we've seen it before, but at the end of the day, it is an elbow. It is used in professional wrestling after all. So, I mean, is he being too people's elbowy, shall we say? Or is it the LA Knight elbow? Yeah. Let him lean into it. Everyone's comparing him to, to The Rock. Let him do it. I mean, you know, Kevin Owens is doing the stunner, so let him do it. Whatever. I mean, it, 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 it's fun. It doesn't matter what he does. People are, people are, are cheering. He's doing an NWA style of wrestling, which, which, is, which is, you know, even safer than the WWE style of wrestling. And people love it. And, you know, and, and so, yeah, why, why should he do anything differently? And I think that, that when you saw him enjoying himself, I think he's actually enjoying himself not because – of the, I think he's enjoying himself because even though he's acting dickish, the crowd is still cheering him. And 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 I think that this is like I always knew that I was this guy, and now the world knows I am this guy. I mean, he is that guy, and I hope they don't screw it up because they are still screwing it up, in my opinion. But we'll see where they go. But Chris, how do you feel, man? I mean, right now this guy is just—he's hot, man. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, he's the man. 
he's on fire, man. You asked if he should tone it down, and the answer is no. He should not tone it down. Um, he's he's getting probably the biggest reaction from the crowd every night, and that's been consistent now for a couple of months. Just keep doing what you're doing, man. If you're getting that kind of reaction from the crowd, don't change a thing. Just you know, lean into your character more. Be more obnoxious if that's what's getting you over. Be more funny if that's what's getting you over. Um, and as far as did they drop the ball with it? I don't know yet. We'll see what happens at SummerSlam. They're gonna have to pull the trigger on him soon because you can't. Very soon. You you not everybody is. Daniel Bryan. Not everybody can do that and still get over months down the road with a victory. You, you do have bro. to actually pull the trigger at, at a certain point with people. So we'll see. Hopefully they do, and I'd love to see it. But uh, do I have faith? Not really. I don't. I don't. I don't have faith in this company. Well, you know what's say, uh, sad, and I'll bring this to you, Jeff. I feel like the more he gets over, and it's I guess it's a good thing that Vinnie Mac is not around for the time being, you know what I mean? I feel like he gets heat for being over, Jeff, and I hate that. Um, I don't know. I can't say you're wrong about that. I don't want you to be right, but I can't say you're wrong about it. I think that is very much a Vince thing, and I think that him being, yeah, he sort of sometimes punishes people for... Which is the strangest thing. I mean, the whole it thing is, is brass to brass ring and, you know, right. show me you're a star. And then if people show the shows him he's a star, but he doesn't agree with it, he, he gets upset about it. But he's not there right now. You know, whether you thought he was there three weeks ago or three months ago, doesn't matter. Because right now he's not there. He's 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 in the bed probably on morphine most of the time. So um, <laughs> I don't know this. this well, you know, we, we find out a little bit later on that that. Uh, LA Knight's going to have a one-on-one with Sheamus next week, and I think that's going to lead to the U.S. title match being a triple threat. I hope, I think. Um, oh, so, thinking, Jeff. Uh, you know, they haven't dropped the ball yet. I mean, right now they're holding, they're holding court, they're holding court. Like there's a few faults right now, and maybe a couple of lits on top of that. Well, early on, but now it's been mostly okay. Has been great. No, I mean, the fact that he was on WrestleMania, uh, I mean, not WrestleMania, where were they? Where, yeah, wrestling didn't have a major WrestleMania match. That was that was a, a drop. And uh, there, there were a couple of other things. I, you know, I'm I'm one who thinks that he should have won the, the U.S. heavyweight uh, eliminator tournament thing to, to be in there. But maybe the story always was to build it. And... You know, I don't have faith in this company either, but I don't have faith in any wrestling company to to deliver a consistent storyline going in. The one thing that WWE has shown me recently is in the last year to, to three years, at least with the bloodline, they can keep a top tier storyline going on and include someone like a Sami Zayn in it. They can keep a, a Cody storyline going, even when there's not a story, they can work through it enough that, that, they, that they don't even have to make up a story um and there's you know and with the dominic and the judgment day and all the things going on judgment day that they can they can do some stories so i'm more confident now than i was that that they can do stories doesn't mean all the stories are going to be good but let's see i i'm I'm, right now the crowd loves la Knight. he's a top merch seller so right now you can't really say that they they've done anything wrong if come in September, it's still the same shit where he, he loses a big match and then beats, you know, more Ashante the Adonises or, or you know, or, or Drew Gulaks or whatever. No, oh, you know. stop it, Jeff. God. Right. Or Dal Ziegler, oh, where you know, free oh, agent, oh. Where it doesn't matter. Then, then right. you're absolutely right. But um, 
if they if they pull the trigger, put him into a big program or do as I say, and maybe he gets the title now. And then, of course, people saying they're burying Austin Theory. Well, I mean, come on. He's, he's 25. He'll be fine. <laughs> BDM5 says, Chris has the look on his face. Hmm. Needle and thread or rusty blade. Shall we call him John Moxie at this point, Mikey? I mean, shit. Oh, it's not a well, you know, that's a moxie thing. I'm sure he'd be like, yeah, man, give me the rusty blade and I'll just cut myself. That's going to be the working name for when Todd and Dennis' <laughs> kid grows oh. up. Oh, call that sounds like a bad blade. STD, Chris. <laughs> rusty blades down there. You know where, Todd, just saying. You know what I'm saying? No, why does everything <laughs> go there? Never mind. I you're said you're Greek. STDs. I didn't say... Anyway, I won't even go there, but uh, you get my drift, Todd. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, we do. That's Chris's entire point. We get your drift. We know what I you didn't mean. say, hey, I'm, he could be pissing razor blades as far as I know, Jeff. And where do you piss from? <laughs> Is that... <laughs> why, why, why? Why do we always have to turn it to penis? I'm talking about know. STDs. This is fault. HMG, not the penis uh, PWC. But anyway... <laughs> You know, when I started this little joke, I, I didn't I didn't expect you to actually adopt it into your marrow. Oh, jeez. Penis worldwide, Jeff. Worldwide. <laughs> anyway, enough of the rusty blades, shall we? Penis, though. I think that's a funny name for The penis. That is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That is too good. Um, anyway, as we were saying, LA Knight wins via pinfall with the BFT. And then we see Adam Pierce running into Jay Uso backstage, telling him Grayson Waller has been beating his door down for a match tonight. I wonder what door that is. Yeah. Uso says he'll make it nice and quick. That sounds bad also. And accepts the match. So cool. I guess that's our main event for the night, for the evening as Charlotte Flair makes her entrance and we go to another break. But the best is yet to come because I love this next segment, guys. And he's the Street Profits uh, hanging out with Bobby Lashley backstage. And ironically, I was thinking, why do we have two dudes? Like, we have the douchey Montez Ford with the chain <laughs> and the turtleneck. I think it was wearing a turtleneck. It kind of looked like it. And um, then you had a bum in Dawkins who looked like a complete bum. I mean, seriously, I'm thinking, why is he dressed like that? And then Lashley says, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams spoke very highly of the Profits when he spoke to them and they should be they should be treated like stars and they should dress like stars as montez ford slaps angelo dawkins leg in a he's talking about you remark and uh bob has a <laughs> i said bob has a rack of suits wheeled in as a gift for the street profits now jeff i know you're creaming in your panties about this for sure no doubt about it you're lucky I haven't got the song queued up. Otherwise, there'd be an explosion right now. There would be. But, <laughs> there Bob, would be. First of all, Bobby looked terrific, and he looks he enormous did. in real clothes in that camera. Enormous. Angle. I will say something about this that's maybe a little nitpicky, but I'm not sure that, that Trick and Mello really ever formally met the Street Profits, but even if they did, even if there were segments about it at some point in the past, um, why would Bobby Lashley care what the people at NXT say about the veterans multi-time tag That didn't make sense to roster? me. Right. Like, why does he need the kids to vouch for the for the parents? Like, I've really heard your kids talk about you, and you're really good babysitters. It's that, like, that, yeah, that, that's weird. That, 
that didn't make any sense to me. If he said, you know, I was, I've been talking to MVP about you and he's really impressed and that, you know, or, you know, and, and some, and some of the people in the locker room, even the guys at NXT love you, um, you know, that that's great. But I mean, this is this like, listen, I thought the segment was fine. And I like the thing with the, with the custom suits and they're going to dress up Dawkins better and make him look good. I, I like all that. It's just, I feel like this should have been the first segment and him picking them up in the, in the limo two weeks ago should have been right. the second. It's like, this seems like this was the recruiting. And that was like, once they came out of the limo, it seemed like it was already sort of a done deal. So I, I you know, I guess the, you know, the, the, the college recruiting is st- still isn't up to determine if they're going to sign with Alabama, you know, or maybe they still have an offer from Auburn and Miami that they're thinking. Right. It feels like they're, they're going all around all the colleges, you know what I mean? And seeing but we you know, see who they're going to sign. Right. Exactly. No, you're it's, right. It's That's like, a good you call. know, not to borrow the dark side of the ring, but I forgot this, that, that, that when they brought in Bam Bam Bigelow, like all of the managers were making bids for him and it ended up being <laughs> yeah. Sir Oliver Humperdinck, who like barely anyone <laughs> had heard of before. Sir Humphrey B. Bear. Right. And, and I forgot about that. And that was a really good storyline. It feels like, this, you know, this, but, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing someone else try to recruit the street profits if that's the case the the only problem is there's not any other factions that really make sense but um anyway this uh, this is fine it was good i you know like i said i was nitpicking but yeah i i i mostly like this and everyone knows where we think it's going to go one way or another and and you know I'm it better go to- that way too at this point I hope so. And like, you know, MVP and almost are, are free agents. So there's nothing that precludes them from being involved in this at all. We haven't seen it yet, but I'm liking that Bobby is sort of the, the vanguard on this. So, you know, it's without MVP and it's okay. MVP only makes it better, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like he's necessary. Except I feel bad for MVP because I'd like it. it if he's not going to be part of this, I would like him to be added to Raw's commentary team because that that thing is death, and 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 he could make it slightly less. I don't think he could fix it, but he could make it at least like like body temperature. <laughs> body temperature, Chris. Did you like this man? Uh, yeah. I mean, it was a quick segment. I mean, we're spending an awful lot of time on it, and I know that's just because I know that's just because Jeff loves Bobby. Um, but I mean, hey, we we all kind of love we all kind of love Bobby Lashley here. Um, Ooh, and we hey, sure do. Um, yeah, more Bobby Lashley on my television, please. That's cool. Um, I like picture Zoe Starks. Picture Zoe Starks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. I like the I like Come the segment, on, bro. I like I like where they seem to be going with it. Hopefully they do something good with him soon because uh, I love Bobby Lashley. Just pictures always stocks, all right? Just just saying. Okay, fine. Picture of Mae Young. Picture of Mae Young. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh no, that's even worse. I think. I think that's the point. I'm He's just... trying to calm himself down. Jimmy. I know, I know. No it's shit. Like, it's like when you're when you're about to it's like when you're about to finish and then you start thinking about batting averages or something kind of boring, so you, oh, boy. So you don't finish right away. Well, I don't know where the Comic King's been for all this time, but so that's what the P and PWC stands he's for. Been, Interesting. He's been trying to get things going with Dana Brooke. We know that. Oh, that's right. He's not paying attention. Notes. He's sliding <laughs> into our DMs. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you guys are funny, man. Right and now, um, he's tracing her on threads. <laughs> and I don't know what you've been watching, Mister Spaceman, but. He's saying, I think these guys switched to another SmackDown. I do not recall this. And then he says, oh, this Raw talk. No, it happened. You must have missed this, it. This is SmackDown. Sorry. We, we haven't it, done it Raw is. talk yet. But apparently you'll like this, Jeff, 
Because he also goes on to say that Bobby Lashley's balls are on sale. <laughs> yeah. Sale. <laughs> In my worst Robert De Niro. <laughs> A little bit interesting. Just a little uh, bit interesting. Well, the comic king says, Hurt Business, uh, business 2.0, sign me up. You already signed, bro. We told you. You're with the Brook Express right now. Yeah, and you're, it's, you're already spoken for. <laughs> yeah, and it's all stops in Todd's. I don't know where, but somewhere mm. around Todd. I mean, maybe Todd. you can get scripts and our truth back together oh, and get the gang, no. and gang together with Dana Brooke and Suzawa. Gang, and gang, Jeff. Sorry, Todd, Todd, what we really need is for you and Dana Brooke to solve racism by having that baby. So, <laughs> oh man. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Medium Five says, "Did you, did Jimmy say herpes business two point Well, probably it's getting to that. Yeah, herpes most likely. Anyway. <laughs> you guys are crazy tonight, man. In the chat, fun, fun fact: Jimmy's family is from herpes Greece. It's herpes, herpes, Greece. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, anyway, um, let's move on, shall we, from the herpes and the razor blades and the whatnots, because next we get the EST of WWE, but we've got our very own EST of the PWC. Uh, Share. Did I say that right, actually, Jeff? Yes. Oh, there you go. Clap, clap to me. Or a pat on the back for myself. A Barry Horowitz pat on the back. But anyway, and I will point out, I just want to point out that Charlotte actually looked a lot better than usual. And when I say that, I use that term lightly because I don't really find her that attractive. But she didn't look over the top like she has been the last few weeks. So and you and Todd are double dating with Charlotte? No, and no, 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 please. Uh, blondes aren't for me, man. You know what I mean? I'm not into the blondes. I rock, the, you know, the, the brunettes, shall I say. But I'm just saying, I'm just pointing it out. Yeah, Zero? I'm a brunette. Yeah, yeah, Are you absolutely. listening? She, she's not, actually. She's all she is. She just gave me the look. But anyway, um, oh, apparently nobody heard me because I was frozen. Well, it, it seemed like people heard me, but apparently anyway. Apparently, Jimmy's under, grotesquely undersized penis is getting around. <laughs> Don't make me poke you in the eye, Jeff. Just that's saying. Explains, that's <laughs> all you could poke with your grotesquely undersized penis. <laughs> oh, well, anyway... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair are in a match versus Chelsea Green and Sonia Deville. I believe this is not a tag team ch- uh, championship match, a women's tag team championship match. Probably not. But this match was pretty much all about anything you can do, I can do better in Bianca Belair and Charlotte. That's what this match was all about. But man, what was that move that Charlotte did, I think, on Chelsea Green, where she had her in the head scissors and was like boinking her up and down? That looked freaking crazy. She was pulling off all sorts of shit in this match. I don't know if she was doing that just to like embarrass Chelsea, but I mean, if that was the case, it kind of looked bad. Chris, I mean, what was that? What would you call that, man? The head scissor bonk? I that's a good. That's as good a, a name <laughs> as I can come up with. Yeah, the dinky the, doink. <laughs> the well, um, the uh, the the if you were attractive, you'd like this move. Um, <laughs> Uh, if you were attractive oh uh, boy no listen I th- I already sort of said what I wanted to say about this match this whole thing doesn't make sense I don't like that they do this I don't like that they have singles you know people beat especially tag team champions in tag team 
competition. It just makes it seem like it, it, it puts the like I already think that the, the women's tag team championship is down here, right? But when the right. but when you then see two people who can't get along are going to fight, are shoving each other, yelling at each other, etc., and then they and then they cleanly beat your tag team champions, it just takes the fucking belts and puts them way the fuck down here now. Like they don't mean anything and there's no excuse for it. You're 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 literally you're already doing the can they coexist thing. You have a built-in excuse for why one of these two could have gotten the gotten the uh gotten taken the loss, taken the pin. And if you didn't want it to be a situation where um oh like one of them one of them took the pin after taking a move from Chelsea Green or something then yeah. just have Bianca Belair fucking uh get pissed off hit Charlotte with her move and then Chelsea Green gets the pin as as Bianca Belair's fucking off or the opposite right that protects like, everybody really or they just argue outside of the ring and they get counted out cuz they're not paying attention whatever whatever the thing is your tag team champions shouldn't be losing a tag team match against two people who can't get along. It makes the fucking belts look useless. It makes your division look stupid and weak. I mean, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah, echo all that. Well, I would just call the move the the knee lock dribble because that looks like she was. Uh, but I think the point of it was to show that Charlotte is every bit as athletic as Bianca. I think that's what the point was to show. Well, how that's what it was about, right? Really, right. it was it was um, about but, them two, and that's that. But as for the rest, agree 100% with Chris. I'm with what I said. I think the ending would, would have been that they have miscommunications. They're arguing about it outside of the ring, and they're arguing with themselves so vociferously that they don't even notice that the ref is counting them out. Doesn't even know, and and it's a disqualification win for the champions. That 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 sort of saves everyone, uh, which is what WWE. I mean, that's it's a cheap and easy way out, but it's a it's a wrestling way out without making anyone look stupid and. and Especially when your tag team champions have had no defenses of their title, and I, this is, I think, the first time they've wrestled as champions. I could be wrong about that, but um, they shouldn't be losing, you know, their first or second time out. True. Well, uh, Candice Spacer says, "Look, am I alone? Is he tired? He's so tired of Bianca. I agree with him right now. I think, in my opinion, it's time for her to turn heel." Because no one sort of at the moment really gives a shit anymore. I think she's she's getting cold right now as a baby face, man. I think she'd be great in the so-called her business 2.0. Especially running with that EST. I mean, can you imagine her being part of that? I think it would be great. Chris, would you like to see that or just keep her in her lane? Um, I don't, you can't keep her in this fucking position. This like, uh, you can, I guess the WWE is, you know, they, they stuck with John Cena doing this for decades upon decades, but this whole happy go lucky baby face thing. I don't like it. I need to see her it's have tight, a little dude. more. I need, I need to see her have a little more bite. I mean, even if she's going to stay face, just give her a little more bite, something, something, um, Maybe she loses at SummerSlam and it pisses her off and she starts getting a little more serious and angry. I'd like that. Yeah, me too. Jeff, would you like to see it in a Hurt Business 2.0 situation? Uh, my Hurt Business has no girls in it. Uh, at well, least not some members. Hypothetically, Jeff. Um, I mean, listen, I think I think Bianca as a heel and her Montez Ford as being sort of the, you know, the it couple or the est couple would would work 
Uh, and to answer the, the question, there's a lot of people who feel like, was that M M Media M5? Who, who feel like whoever the commenter was, uh, that they're tired Space of the Yeah, Spaceman. Me, however, I, I, I don't really care one way or another. I think this should be a fine heel, but also, you know, people were saying the same thing about John Cena, but now looking back, you know, we're mostly pretty glad that he was sort of the perennial face and it's working out just fine for him. And while we don't care about the, the live crowd seem to, and, and unlike AW buildings where there's 3,500 people in a 17,000 capacity building, these, these buildings are filled. There's 11, 12. They 14, are, dude, top to bottom. People. Yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're mostly sold out legitimately, or, or at least it's, you know, over 10,000. I think they have, they have something like some ridiculous number of over 11,000 consecutive sellout house shows or something like that. Anyway, um, and I'm including the, the Raws and SmackDowns as house shows. I just mean non-PLE events. Uh, anyway, um, I'm okay with her staying where she is. I, I, I don't... I, I don't, I remember her as a heel. I didn't find her all that compelling then either. I mean, you know, she's, I think either way, it doesn't matter, but I, I agree 100% with Chris on this. I, you know, once again, I have to shoehorn B Fab into everything. I would prefer her in the Hurt Business 2.0, sort of as a, a, a spokesperson, you know, irritant agent provocateur on the outside of the ring. And she's already a heel. And those two losers, you know, that she's with are, are, are killing her. Oh, well, she, if anything, she's killing me softly right now, Jeff. But uh, shout out to Blake Chute, by the way, man, who made it once again for the third time in the PWI top 10. He actually just texted me right now, funny enough. So I've got to shout him out, man. What up, Blake, man? I've got to get him on the shows again, man. It's been a long time coming. So, yeah, man, he's killing it right now. Same with Chris, Silvi Chris Silvio. Man, both of them are doing things, man. They oh, get, top 10 they for what? Sorry, uh, apparently top 10, this is what he just said, sent me, top 10 in the PWI for the NWA. Oh, okay. Well, all right, well, that, that, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. So shout out to Blake Bulletproof Troop. I love seeing him grow, man. I remember before he became a pro wrestler, he was an MMA guy. He's a good MMA fighter, mind you. A great MMA fighter. And now he, oh, the sky's the limit with him, man. He's, he's moving on up, man, and it's great to see, man. Much love to to Troop and Chris Silvio. But anyway, uh, where were we? There was something I wanted to um, to point out. Oh, yes, it's our very own Chris Willans is in the house. Do you think Matt Cardona will return? Perhaps a Royal Rumble run in at best. Does Chelsea being in WWE hold any bearing for his return at all? I actually don't think it does. Um, look, I hated... Woo, 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 Zack Ryder. I couldn't stand him. But I will say this, and to his credit, I'm kind of starting to dig him a little bit, man. Right now, he's sort of killing it with Steph Delander, who's from my neck of the woods. Uh, man, I love Steph Delander, Jeff. I mean, honestly, I think she should get another shot at WWE. They, you know what's weird, man? If I was Chelsea, I'd be kind of worried. Not that, I mean, Chelsea's hot. Probably better looking than Steph. But they've got great chemistry, Jeff, which is kind of, uh, you know, weird. Like, I'm, I'm not sure which question you're asking me. If it's Listen, I thought Matt Cardona was returning to the last Royal Rumble. So, no, I think I think his moment is if they wanted him, they would have signed him with Chelsea. I, I think they, 
I think he's just another middle-aged wrestler that would be that they already have Grayson Waller and Austin Theory that they're they're building up as those kinds of characters. So and pretty deadly in the tag team division. So he would just be another one of the same. So no, I mean, and yeah, he he he's his first year out, he was killing it in the Indies. He was the king of the Indies. He seems like then he got an injury. Now he seems to have picked up some of his momentum again. But no, I, I I think sort of the moment is gone for him at least to you know be a major free agent. Maybe he comes back in a couple of years, but like in a Bobby Roode, Dolph Ziegler kind of role. Yeah, uh, I just don't. I don't know, man. Uh, Chelsea being this... there can't hurt anything, though. I mean, you know, if right. everyone's happy with the work she's doing, it can't hurt for if her husband wants to get a job there and he's realistic that he's not that you know he's going to be like a Dolph Ziggler they're, they're just going to or John Morrison they're just going to plug him in wherever they need him at that particular moment he can sort of do anything and he probably has another three or four good you know good years in him at least so why you know why not but it's not like he'd be a major star or he he's like no one that you bring in to push he'd be like a Carlito you bring him in as a supplemental to, to another story all I'm saying is woo 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 and you know it right Chris I, you know what? As far as I'm concerned, I really like him. I think he's a very talented uh, professional wrestler and a very talented uh, character actor. I think he's really good in the position that he's in right now. And I, I think that the question for him is what's more important? The little bit of extra money that the WWE would probably uh, give him, or maybe it's a lot more. But from what I understand, he's getting paid quite well on the indies right now. He's not starving or anything. Good on him, man, for sure. And and he's really enjoying what he's doing. He seems to be genuinely having fun with the current character Dude, that he's playing. Absolutely. So, it's funny, too. So that happens to be the question that you ask yourself as a professional, right? Do I go somewhere where I'm, where I'm going to make, again, I'm guessing, but probably more money to do you know, the same shit that I did for 10 years and take a lot of pins and just be there for a joke? Or do I keep having fun on the independent scene and make a decent living and do what I want to do? That's a that's a big question, but it all depends on what he thinks is more important. Spot on, man. And uh, and like you said, man, he looks like he's really having fun out there, and as he should be, man. I mean, I wouldn't be in no hurry to go back to WWE because I don't see him using him as Matt Cardona. You no. know what I mean? I can just see him being Zack Ryder once again. Yeah, and him going, woo, woo, woo. Yeah. yeah, which is ridiculous, really, man. But um, anyway, Chris wants to ask one more question, though. Also, anyone know when Regal's non-TV clause is up by the time for Survivor Series War Games? Um, I think it's up now, as a matter of fact, Chris. It's just they're not going to really show him on television. No, it's, it's I guess in, Is it that long? Yeah. Wow. It was, oh, it's, damn it. it's, 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 it's either late December or January 1st. Damn, that's a long time away, man. Way too long. Toddles says, love Troop. I'll keep my mouth shut on the NWA. Yeah, Troop is not watching the show right now. He just texted Jimmy. Uh, all I'll say about Indeed. NWA is that it's generally better than MLW. You, you think? Yeah, well, yeah, actually, you know what? I haven't watched is MLW in a long Impact? time. Impact? I haven't watched Ooh. Impact since it went to Access TV, so I couldn't tell you. I'll From say what I'm hearing, par. no, but I have a feeling that Impact fans have always been unrealistic so I, about the, the, the quality of their product, and so I have no objective reason to believe it's any different now. 
I prefer NWA's production, though. I cannot stand Impact Wrestling's production right now. I hate their noisy-ass ring. All you hear when they're running, you know, running the ropes. All you hear is, doof, 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 doof. You know what I mean? It just annoys me. I don't know about you, Chris, but it, does it annoy you, man? Uh, not as much. Um, but I, I don't know. I think Impact is one of those things where they need to find, like, a really cool arena that they can shoot in. Yeah. Um, a few months ago, they were in Toronto, and they were shooting in a, a smaller venue. It was, it was reasonably sized. Uh, venue that they were in but it was really really interesting like they they showed the ceiling a couple of times and it was all like segmented almost like a um like an octagon type of thing on the roof really really yeah yeah, yeah. Interesting. if they could if they could do something like that i might uh if they could do something like that consistently i might be more interested in watching but to be honest with you between all the shows that we do, I don't think I have any more time. For no, that. fuck no, bro. There's no way. I mean, we, were, we once upon a time, we did used to cover Impact. As a matter of fact, it was yourself and uh, another fellow Canadian. It was your Canadian show in uh, Mr. Timbo, the Slice Man. Me and Tim what? used to do the Impact. Uh, what, what, did, what, did, what was it called? Right. Impacted, I think. Impacted, which is, which <laughs> right. is a... A little bit, a little bit of a gay title, but um, <laughs> well, it wasn't came my up call. With that? It was not my call. Uh, I think that was Tim's call, as a matter of fact. That was Timbo's call. Um, it was. It's but yeah, gay man. team, come on, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I could only, I could only really follow Impact for about a month, and then it just sort of fell off. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't worth continuing. No, hell no. The only time I will actually go out of my way to watch Impact is when we're on the Impact Attack. With our, yep. with our very own uh, Jamie the Vet Williams. And, of course, Brandon. Shout-outs yeah. to both of those guys, man. Their show is... Look, man, even if you don't watch Impact, just tuning into their show, talking about Impact, is worth it just for that. You know what I mean? Hashtag turn on the lights, man. That's another problem I've got over there at Impact Wrestling. But it is what it is. Uh, anyway, let's move on, fellas, because up next we have... Uh, we see Bailey is shown watching them bicker um, and laughing about how embarrassing it is when EO Sky rolls up to bicker with her, though. Bailey offers a pile of excuses and pulls out a cut-up letter with green hair promising to see her soon. They hurry to leave, but we see Asuka then rolling up. She's all smiles and says she has to face two of the best ever in Charlotte, and Asuka, and if Sky is thinking about cashing in, she'll make sure she regrets that decision forever. As EO says, she respects Asuka, but it doesn't matter who wins because she'll be leaving with the title. And then we go to another break. Um, Chris, would she be leaving with the title? Uh, I don't think so. I think that... Um... I think that something's going to happen where Bailey's going to be spooked and it's going to basically cost EO from being able to cash in. I right. think I'm actually leaning towards Asuka defending at SummerSlam too. I think she might win uh, because the other two aren't going to get along. Um, this segment was good, even though it seemed like the two Japanese ladies were... I, I At first, I thought they were speaking <laughs> in Japanese, but then they were... Speaking in English too, so it was like they were speaking in Japan English or something. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. And uh, listen, I love Asuka. I think she's legitimately the best women's wrestler on the planet right now. She's a killer, and, bro. And I love Bailey's character work. She makes me laugh. She is actually really funny. And this thing where she was like, you know, uh, 
EO Sky kind of did like the smirk and then walk away yeah. thing. And then Bailey went to do a smirk and walk away. And then Asuka just kind of jumped at her and she went, <laughs> It's great. Good stuff. Oh, so. man. She over-exaggerates, but it's all right. It works with Bailey, though, man. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I love Bailey. I want to, like, I seriously want a half hour, like, of every single, you know, Raw is three fucking hours. They could just dedicate, like, 30 minutes to, like, a new sitcom where where <laughs> Bailey God. where Bailey and Michael wow. Cole have to be, like, married or something. They have to live oh, together my in God. an apartment. Just like Todd and, uh, you know, the... <laughs> Someone that starts with B. Yeah, just saying. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <I laughs> Sorry, Todd. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Jeff, did you did you like this interaction? I thought they were talking Japanese too. I won't lie. And like Chris said, suddenly it was English. It was kind of weird. It was like, like what'd you call it, Chris? Japan English, just like what? just like Spanglish. It was Japan English. Yeah, Japan English. But I don't speak Japan. But I speak English. Do you speak Japan, Jeff? I don't even know what the hell was going on. No, um, I didn't really like this segment. I mean, it was okay, but I I had a lot of trouble understanding what they were saying, including Bailey. Uh, it, it's like the audio was down or something. It, it felt like very minor league production. Um, oh, yeah, come on. I'm okay with the you know with the what's her name Shotzi stalking Bailey kind of thing. That that's kind of cool, and yeah, that that will probably play into a you know a, a bollocked up cash in perhaps, um, which you know. Uh, EO can blame on Bailey. Um, I uh, I like Oscar in her role. I mean, I think she sort of plays like the psycho, you know, the mm-hmm. you know, sort of like the Joker, you know, psycho but 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 cerebral, like the uh, unhinged genius kind unhinged, of uh, exactly right psycho pretty well. So you know, I don't really care. That I don't understand everything that they're saying. I never have. I, I just I. I just didn't really understand what Asuka's role in this was other than to, it's like, she wasn't really addressing that you're not going to cash in on me. And it was, it was more about, I don't know when I saw the interplay between EO and Asuka it, and maybe this was the purpose, but it made me think that Asuka will defend and we might at some point get an EO Asuka feud, which I think I'd love cool. that. Right. Um, but I don't know, but uh Asking about this segment, that that's the only interesting thing I took from the segment. But I, I didn't think it was a bad segment. I just had a lot of trouble understanding what was being said. Like Chris said, I, and you're spot on with the description, actually, Chris, because it felt like Japanese, but then it was English, and I was like, what the hell? I thought it was Japanese, like you said, but it wasn't. But nevertheless, I love seeing these three, as Chris said. I'm surprised you didn't really like it and you thought it was amateur league, actually, Jeff, but it is what it is. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea, but um, just, you know just, what? Just but the sound production, I, I just, I just couldn't hear anything clearly. Wow, <laughs> English, <laughs> kind of spaceman says. Um, but you know what? He brings up an interesting point. I did sort of uh, see something about it, but I didn't really read too much. But what's going on with Charlie Caruso, who's part of ESPN right right now? Or is she, or is she leave? I think she did leave ESPN. But anyway. I have seen a lot of talk about her around the interwebs. Um, does anyone know exactly what was going on with Charlie Caruso, though? I, I mean, I don't know exactly, but I know it has something to do with her. Basically, she tweeted something. She, she's very anti-vax. So she treated, she's tweeted oh, yes, something that's right. That's what anti-vax it was. in a context where I guess most people think it didn't apply, period. And, and 
Uh, oh, yeah, it was about Bronny, LeBron James's son, as a matter of fact. That's oh, what the right, argument right. all started. That's what it right. was, right? Now right. I remember. Now, now anybody who's under, you know, 30 who dies or has a heart condition, it, it's it's because of the vaccine, uh, which maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I don't freaking know. Um, well, there's a lot of that happening now, though, Jeff. So there might be something to it. Is there a it's, lot happening or is it just getting reported now? It's something that ought to be investigated because there's a possibility, Absolutely. but it's not – but it's not something that, like, I think I think Jeff is also quite right when he suggests that like it, this is a thing that used to happen. There, there have always been twenty-something-year-olds who have had, had heart attacks or heart conditions. That has happened since the beginning of time, essentially. And we know that COVID, without the vaccine, uh, causes heart problems and myocarditis specifically. Um, so we're probably getting overreported now because people are paranoid about the possibility that it's from the uh, the jab. But it should be investigated. If it's a possibility, then it ought to be investigated. And if it is shown to be, and if it is shown that that's what's happening, then somebody should be held accountable for it. Hmm. If. Well, it's funny. Look, I will say this: I think with professional athletes, it's happening more than ever, man. Like really, it actually is. Uh, vaccine or not, that could be the case. I mean, from human growth hormone to the amount of. I mean, you get high school kids looking like college kids, and college kids looking like pro athletes. I mean, there's there's right. a lot of things that are changing. So I don't know, but that that's what she got herself in trouble with. And I, you know, I I try and stay away from that stuff as much as possible uh, these days, except eventually, you know, when. When Disco Inferno says something, people are still tweeting about COVID fear uh, and, and masking in 2023. And then I just cut and paste his own tweet, and that's my response to him. Because he's doing the same thing. I mean, it's just like if, if you want people to stop talking about it, everyone should just stop talking about it. I mean, but, I, you know. I, well, I'm not, it's always going to be a debate, man. I, well, I'm not looking to retired wrestlers and and and. In backstage interview people for for my information on it <laughs> you know you, no no, no matter how things fall I'm, I'm not particularly interested in and i and and nor should they be interested in mine i mean because i have absolutely no idea <laughs> well that's a good segue because soon actually on the pwc network i have do have an interview lined up which i have interviewed this person in the past as a matter of fact and he's a legit doctor i mean a real surgeon right mm -hmm. and he's also part of the new york state athletic commission so um he's got a lot of stories but um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say his name just yet i'll promote it a little bit closer because on vacation right now i was on the vacay but trust me when i tell you you won't be disappointed with this double a, right i'm, I'm gonna keep Sorry? it kayfabe here but that's double a right uh yeah as a matter of okay. fact it is double a yeah you're okay. spot on i have to think Obama about that or dr Mendoza. no no no, no. Chris is on the right track, as a matter of fact. Hey, look, he's I know a good who friend. it is. I've I've heard his name on on boxing. Uh, you know, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. He's got also, a lot of stories, also man. Some us great from stories the New York, from the New York State Athletic Commission. Yep, I remember. But he's also a legit doctor, man. Like a full blown surgeon, and he's got some stories, man. I had fun interview. I've interviewed him twice in the past, but it's been over two, three years, and uh, we're talking yesterday, so. Believe me when I tell you, you guys won't be disappointed. Um, and, and I'm going to keep it a surprise for now. But believe me, he's got a lot of good stories, man. A lot. But um, anyway, but we'll move on, though, because um, 
Where are we? We come back from commercial. We see LA Knight rolling up once again on Adam Pearce, telling him to make things right by putting him in the Slim Jim Battle Royal. Jeez. Sheamus and the Brawling Brutes then roll up to see what the what the cray is going on, if you know what I mean. And Sheamus tells Mr. Catchphrases that you can't win Battle Royals with promos. He does have a point. LA then says he'll bang Sheamus upside the head and Adam plays the Peacemaker. He puts them both in the Battle Royal and books a singles match for them for next week as we end it with, come on guys, say it with me, Banger! After banger, after banger, after banger. I was so happy to hear that. I'm not going to lie. Chris, were you happy? Hard pass. God, you are both assholes. Banger, after banger. Come on, Jeff. Say it with me, man. No. Wow. No selling me, you motherfuckers. Straight up. Anyway, fine. Let's move on. Because next we see Grayson Waller is interviewed while shadow boxing backstage, he says he didn't provoke Jey Uso. He was just trying to be a good bloke and invite uh-huh. him on his show. Yeah, I agree. He was just trying to be a good bloke, guys. He's Come just on. misunderstood. He's just misunderstood, man. But now he's gonna pay, though, Jeff. That's what he says. And he ain't ready for Grayson. He ain't ready for the Grayson Waller effect. Where have we heard that before, Chris? Does that sound familiar? Yeah, nobody's ready for Grayson. Ah, there we go. Jeff, are you ready for Grayson? Ready or not, here he comes. <laughs> On your face. Woohoo. Anyway. Why does it always? <laughs> uh, that's a banger, Chris. You know. You know what I'm saying? Wink wink. We always, know what you're saying. Everything goes there. This isn't the PWC, Jimmy. The I mean, answer can't always be penis here. Oh, that's true. We're on HMG right now via channelattitude.com. Just saying. And like Charles said, bang a bra. <laughs> anyway, let's move on from that though. Um, because this is a weird match for me. But uh, first of all, Jeff, I'm going to ask you this. What the fuck is going on with Karrion Cross's hairstyle, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I'm being dead serious. Um, what I'm the not- hell was that? He doesn't condition enough, and he has split ends. He's not taking care of. Ooh, I don't know. Split ends. This is weird, dude. Listen, he beat someone. He beat someone in singles match, sort of easily, though there was a little bit of cheating. Fine, you know. But at least he won a TV match in a group he's in a feud with. So, I mean, that's exactly what needed to happen. I would have preferred it didn't have the cheating. But what's going on with his hair? I don't know. His, his hair looks terrible. I, I mean, I don't know what he's going for. I mean, it looks like he's he's going for, like, caveman look eventually, but it's not long enough to be caveman <laughs> yet. Um, it's uh, just sort of, it's like spiky down. It's I, I don't spiky know. Spiky down. Hey, that's a good one. It, I like it's, it. It's like, it, 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 it's like a flaccid porcupine. I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, oh, man. I don't know. The, the, the hair looked ridiculous. It's a good question. I don't have the answer to it. But the, the hair is so distracting, like, and for a guy who's so big and so muscular, he doesn't look that big and muscular. It's like really, it doesn't translate it's to TV. Freaking hair, bro. Like I, I see videos on Twitter of him working out, and it's like, it's like, damn. And then I see him in the ring. I'm like, yeah. it's somehow it just yeah. doesn't translate to the screen. It's weird, dude. Chris, can you like? Um, I, I like the what would you call it, Jeff? Spike down, whatever the hell that hairstyle was. Spike down. That's pretty good. I mean, do you have any other suggestions, Chris? Because this is he looked. 
weird, bro. Whoever he's freaking barber is should be fired straight up. I, I think that they should lean right into it. I think that they <laughs> should uh, they should get a, a remake done of that of that one song. Um, Which one? Where it's uh, what was the? It was like a white guy rapping, but it was like oh. really terrible, and he was from Canada. Not Vanilla had, like, Ice. A, oh, no, wait a minute, Snow. Like, uh, you talking about Snow? Yes, yeah, Snow. Yeah. Oh no, be, that's classic, they should, bro. They should remake the lyrics so that it's so that it's, <laughs> I'll I'll spike your hair down. Yeah. Oh, Informer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. Boom, Looking boom, at man. fucking Chris's fucking hair. I'll I mean, just like Chris, I mean Cross. Yeah. <laughs> I spec my hair straight down. <laughs> like, I think the style is called the wet hedgehog. <laughs> Should be the, the the licky boom boom down, actually, Jeff. <laughs> Not I mean, seriously. Not good at all. Cross, I know you're a friend of a friend of a friend, <laughs> pretty much. You know what I mean? You know, he's boys with our boy. But Cross, bro, please. Please, either none get rid of that damn head. Well, he none should be. The show. None of them are listening to the show. Don't worry about it. God damn you, KC. Anyway, I'll pass it on. You know what? I'll, I'll text KC and tell him straight up. Because I know he talks to Cross a lot in recent times. I'm going to be like, dude, t- tell Cross to get that licky boom boom down off his freaking scalp. I'm just saying. And to hit snow up. All right? Just saying. Seriously. Anyway, man that requires the hair to be longer. To I, I don't know, but it's 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 definitely what we call an awkward stage. I'm hoping he comes out with uh plats next week or something. With what? <laughs> Maybe he should come out with uh like literally like two ponytails like a bitch. <laughs> like, I mean, like Marianne like pigtails. <laughs> we could call him Carry On. Like Tony, like Tony Storm, he should like have two poop. <laughs> Tony balls. Storm. Carry time. on Storm, maybe. Uh, or we can call him Carry Carry On. Get it? Carry you know what? Like- they need to they need to make a deal with they, they need to do the same deal that Tony Khan did with uh, with Journey so that he can start coming out to Carry on my way. <laughs> Shit. It's Kansas, but yeah. yeah. Uh, it Kansas, is Kansas, is it? Don't you cry no more, Chris. Come on now. Believe me, I, I I know my mid rock bands from the mid eight from the mid seventies to the mid eighties. Man, were they biker dudes or what? They look like big motherfuckers, Kansas man. I don't think they were biker dudes at all. I, I, th- I think they were the I think they were the opposite. I think they were like sort of country hippies. Are you saying? Sort of no, this? I'm not saying that. <laughs> what does that even mean? Anyway, uh, but I guess Jeff knows what it means. Mark also from ECW looks small. This is from Canada Spaceman. And he went when he went to WWE, yeah, he lost his size by that point. I mean, shit, look at him. That 70s guy. Just saying. But he was a monster in ECW, man. He was huge, as Chris would say. Um, but anyway... Hey, there we go. Huge. I can't even do it. Chris does it best. But nevertheless, we get a weird matchup. And it is uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson versus uh, the weird, the more weird guy in, in Kerry Carry On Cross. Uh, well, what was well, This match was weird, man. But it was quick and easy as Cross wins via pinfall with a pump handle lift DDT. Post-match, Cross puts Anderson in the cross jacket until the OC make the save. And that's that. Um, boys, anything to say other than Cross's hair? Anything to say about this match? No, Either I, one of you? I nope. said my part. 
No, okay, I fair love enough. Karrion Cross. I wish they would push him better, but you got to win. Right, it's true, but it's the hairdo. It must be. Huh? It's anything I can think of. But I can't help but think, Chris, that if there was a modern day demolition, and we and it was and he was a close sort of version of a modern day demolition, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink, Vince McMahon. But can you picture? It'd be Axe Smash and Cross. I could just say picture I, it. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, seriously. Okay, sure. You can always make a Haas team. They have people on their roster they could pair them up with that, that, that might work. But um, him and T Bar would be a great big man tag team. Huh. Hey, hey, hey Buckshot, settle down, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's that's no. uh, if if i thought that there was any if i thought that there was any uh possibility of of jimmy teaching my kid that buckshot i would not be doing a podcast with jimmy t jesus christ buckshot damn and what are you trying to what are you saying about big ray by the way just quietly <laughs> that's not cool man come on now anyway um can we just move on because yes, uh yeah that was weird enthusiastically Enthusiastically, yeah. More you just moving totally... on. <laughs> yeah, please. Stuff. You totally Time fucked the, the buzz event. up. It is. And it is uh, everyone's favorite Aussie, I think, in Grayson Waller versus uh, everyone's favorite Uso in Jey Uso. And uh, was it just me or was this match too fast, Jeff? No, it wasn't too fast. Grayson Waller sucks and Jey Uso squashed him as he should. And he wins via a splash, ironically. Uh, Chris, uh, what was there to say about this match? I mean, it was I, a I don't know match. if it was. I I don't know if it was ironic that Jimmy won with his finish. Uh, but uh, <laughs> get it? But yeah, it was a good. It was a, it was a good quick match. It should it should have happened that way. Uh, main event: Jay Uso, who's about to main event like SummerSlam for the title, should beat Grayson Waller pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah, I guess. But then, why build up Grayson Waller like before that, just to lose this quick? Because realistically, I just don't see Jay beating um, the Roman Reigns unless you give him a kind of like a Kane sort of run, where he wins the championship on Sunday, drops it on Monday, and we'll pretend it never happened. Can you well, see that, we, Chris? We have a whole week to SummerSlam. We don't need to make predictions now. Is there only a week away already? Wow, shit, that came up pretty fast, actually. Yeah. Well, anyway, post-match, Solo Sikoa attacks Jay, but uh, Jay gets the better of his younger brother. As Roman runs in, Jay takes him out with the spear, which is weird, and then uh, and then Uso goes up top. Solo shoves him down and lays him out with the spinning Solo. He picks up Jay and hits a Simone Spike, right as Roman Reigns bring, brings him crashing down via the spear. But that's not enough for Roman. He wants another go, and he does get another go. And Roman stands tall in the turnbuckles. And that's the show, finally, boys. It's uh, That's that. I mean, and we and also want to point out, finally, we did not see the three belts with Roman for the first time. Chris? Are you happy? Wunderbar? I, there, was ah, wunderbar. <laughs> there was a point to them creating that belt at the end of the day. I guess. I mean, Jeff? Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, the other two belts should not be seen any longer. It, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
very confusing. But yeah, the end was good. I mean, the, the, this would have been the end that we should have had at the go home show. And it's not the go home show. So I'm a little bit confused with what you do. But, the, you know, which means that the go home show is going to be Jay getting over on Roman, which is the tell he's that Roman's going to win, not that anyone. Re well, I mean, there are people trying to talk themselves into it, just like they were talking themselves into Sami Zayn. Um, and, you know, Jay is just the flavor of the month this month. And, you know, perhaps Jimmy will be a flavor of the month in two or three months. And then Solo will be a flavor of the month in three or four months. And, and then ultimately we'll get back to the Royal Rumble and we'll focus on whoever that is. And then whoever Roman faces in the interim, it, it won't even matter. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, just quietly, Solo is a soda here in Australia. Good drink. Just saying. Literally, Solo. Same way it's spelled. It just doesn't taste the same, if you know what I mean. It's it's amazing uh, to me how much depth people have really put into this whole like Australia nonsense. Like we know it's not real, right? Like we know it's no, not I don't real. exist. Dude. But they have Come their own now. soda they have their own television shows. They've got their do own They do everything about at like they've got their own shows and their own <laughs> words and their own phrases and all this other stuff. All also that we can trick people into believing that there's an island down there that really exists. I mean, you know, why? It's all like Fortnite. You, you got to ask Jeez. yourself at a certain point, like, why do they bother? Why would they? Why would they put all of this work into something so ridiculous? I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, can you believe that people actually truly think that Australia doesn't exist, though? It's incredible to me what people will will believe in. Yes, it it, it baffles <laughs> it baffles my mind that there are still people who believe that the Earth hey, is flat, dude. or that yeah, that Australia is pretend. Like, why? It what baffles me. Point. Ah uh, man, I've I've looked it up. Like I've actually watched certain videos just for a shit stir, right? Just to see, right? And it blows my mind. No, I am real. Or am I? Ah, I'll keep it open-ended. But anyway, enough of that, boys. I think uh, we can take it home. We, we can be actually 15 minutes early. Maybe more. 17 minutes early. So in saying that, boys, um, what would you... And I'll start with you, Chris. If you had to give it an A to F, I know... Um, oh, no. John goes by the A to Fs as well. What would you give it, actually, Chris? I'll give it a C. It was fine. There was a couple yeah. of things in here that I liked. I liked the, I, you know, I like everything involved with the bloodline, although they didn't really push it very hard or very far tonight. Um, it felt like a repeat a little bit, to be fair. Yeah, it felt like one of those episodes that you could skip, you know, Absolutely. Um, like a Sopranos episode where it's all flashbacks and, you know, one of the minor characters off doing something in the country or something. Um <laughs> Yeah, it was fine. It I came away from this thinking I'm, you know, I didn't I didn't desperately want to change the channel the entire time it was happening. So, gets a C from me. It's just right in the middle. Jeffrey. Yes, banger after banger. Is it a banger for you or is it a pass? I mean, it's getting a passing grade in that it's not getting a yeah, nice. I I I'm sort of with Chris. I would say I, I mean, I'm probably a little bit higher on. I'd probably give it a C plus. Uh, you know, maybe that has something to do with the fact that the the wrestling show I watched prior to that was, well, the wrestling shows were Dynamite, NWA Power, and MLW Fusion. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's Fusion? probably getting you know a, a half a grade up just just by comparison. Um, but yeah, C plus. I mean, it 
it advanced some stories. I mean, we talked about you know the, the nits that I picked and the things that I thought were more major flaws, but but I thought the show basically flowed pretty well. And with the usual caveat of, com of complaints as to WWE uh, formatting and the amount of filler that's in every show and re repeats and recaps and promotions and things like that that just seem to be overly unnecessary. But, you know, aside from that, C+. Plus. C+. Plus. You know what? I agree. C+. Plus. It's the triple C's here, here on HMG and on the Smack Attack. But you know what? I probably enjoyed it maybe a little bit more than probably the than the both of you. But it was kind of a rinse and repeat. It was much better than last week, though. I will say that. Yes. Last week felt weird. It was a weird show last week. Yeah. This week felt like they went back on track. But it was almost like a let's try that again type of scenario from last week, if that makes any sense. And um, it was a better effort this time. But um, there was a few matches that just didn't even need to be on television. And that hairstyle from Cross, cut that shit, bro. Straight up. But um, other than that, yeah, it was, it was all right. It was better than fucking Dynamite, put it that way, where we all gave it a, a resounding F, shall F we say. F minus. It got an F, F minus from both of us, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah, F that's minus. The reason I didn't want to be on the skirmish because I, I, I actually... I dislike that show so. It would have been a three-way bash, Jeff, if you were on there. Yeah, it, it, like it wasn't even fun to hate watch it. It was just I'm yep. like, I, I honestly feel like I'm wasting my time. And I was watching on DVR the next day. Oof. Yep. Yeah. No, it sucked. It sucked bad. In yep. saying that, after watching that, I guess everybody needs something. That's all I'm gonna say. And you understand as the song kicks in. Anyway, Chris, tell them where they can find you, my brother. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there to read everything that I have to say about politics, pro wrestling, whatever the hell else I want to talk about that day. Um, you can find me right here on channelattitude.com and HMG. Um, lots of different shows, specifically and importantly, tomorrow at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time after the collision, you, me, Jimmy T, and Jeff Lipman will sift through the wreckage um you can also sure. find me on the pwc network uh like we were talking about already a couple of times the skirmish uh we recorded it it should be up soon if it's not up already and uh yeah you can go there to hear everything we have to say about aew dynamite and the absolute nonsense that that was this week nonsense jeff tell them they can find you brother well, pretty much everything that Chris said holds true for me as well. On Twitter, you can find me at IcarusFellMD. Occasionally, you'll find my show on, on PWC, Hammerlock Hangover, when we record them with uh, Esteban Pena. I'm, I'm not sure where <laughs> he is these days. Uh, apparently, he's back to his original lovers at Unpopular Review. So, you know. Uh, I've see. noticed that, actually, which sort of blew my mind. Yeah, mine too, mine too. Uh, <laughs> he's and, kidding uh, on you, Jeff. Yeah, well, he's allowed to cheat on me. It's just it's a little weird. Um, I mean, I, obviously, I'm not. A, I'm a. I'm a complete podcast whore. I'm all over the place. So, uh, <laughs> well, you said it. But there's Garden Views and Garden of Doom here on Hamid Media Group and on the PWC. And uh, today, I dropped a show on another fake continent, Myths of Antarctica. <laughs> uh, and also, we uh, uh... talked about the UFO disclosures happening this week. With uh, the guest was Bruce Fenton, who, who is a ufologist, and people might recognize him as the science editor from uh, 
Earth Ancients for many years, and also he's been on at least two prior shows, uh, Garden of Doom. Uh, he wrote uh, he wrote a book about uh, basically his panspermy events between 788,000 BC to 200,000 years ago. <laughs> You're funny, Jeff. That's great. That's awesome. Did I say that was funny. Oh, no, I'll just find you funny, man. Just the way you say shit, man. I mean, you are the sinister acolyte, so, I mean, come on. Well, get this. Tuesday, I'm going to drop a Garden of <laughs> Views, which, which oh. could have been a Garden of Doom, but it's going to be with the guy who makes robots. Oh. oh. With, with AI, but he's convinced oh. that there's not going to be a singularity and we're all afraid about nothing. We're just fear mongers. Actually, that sounds interesting. I might have to tune into that one, man, because I think... We should all be afraid, very afraid of the AI, especially me. You know, I'm I'm from a place that doesn't exist. Now that you don't tune into all of them. Well, it's a bit hard with the amount of shows that we actually do, and also uh, record, and having to listen to other shows. Come on, Jeff, we do a lot of shows. I'd love to listen to everything, but you know, it gets tough. But in saying that, everyone in the chat, you've all been great. These are all characters, and as Charles says. Good point, Jimmy T. You know what I'm saying. Wink, wink. We all need something. A little something, something. After watching Dynamite in particular. But uh, anyway, in saying that, I am Jimmy T. That is Chris Ams. And that is the evil doctor himself, Dr. Jeff Lippman. And you've been listening and watching the HMG Smack Attack right here on channelattitude.com. And we're out. See ya. Peace. For an eight ball, I got crack on my mind. I'm hearing cocaine call, telling me to beep the dealer to deliver me stuff. Keep it a secret from my wife, cause she thinks I don't use drugs. There I was, bleeding from my nose, and damn, I couldn't breathe. But I'm still thinking about the next gram. It's Friday night, I'm not trying to leave my crib, dude. I kill myself while the dealer's eating Japanese food. I ain't got no pride while buying the shit. I'm lying to myself, telling the runner I'm trying to quit. It's all made believe, I'll pretend that I'm true. And when you give me credit, I'll dodge you every chance that I get to even if it's good i'll sniff it up in a minute beat you back and complain that you put too much cut in it if you fall for that and bring me a new sack i'll be making more crazy faces than jim carrey on crack because yo i'm ripped i owe you loot plus i annoy you i deserve to be murdered but the coke is doing it for you i got nerve can you put them pills on my bill yo i'll tell you we're friends and yo we don't even chill i need drugs
I smoked the whole bundle. Yo, I can't front. I got dope in my spleen. And I'm telling everyone that this NA meeting, I'm 38 clean. I won't die even with tuberculosis. I could go on forever mixing dope with my method on dosage. You can find me at Brighton Beach at Coney Island or Rikers Island. My crack pipes, my violin. I play alone to the police siren. My eyes squint, looking for crack on the floor, picking up red crumbs and lint. I don't know who I am. Ask me, I couldn't say. I took a chance and tried to get clean and it lasted one day. Try to go to rehab too, but couldn't get admitted. And if money's missing from your pocketbook, you know who did it. I need drugs. I've come to realize 